Yeah, I was just stretching. In a shocking twist, who would have guessed? Mike is the one not here. Well, I saw him online at like one o'clock. I was like, holy shit, maybe we actually will do it at like. And Mike's like, oh yeah, just give me like an hour and a half breakfast. It's like, uh. Whatever his morning routine is. I don't know. I lived with him for years and I don't know. And I'm here. So, what are the odds that we give up on this whole trash manga thing and just play Apex instead? Um, I mean, no, we're recording this <laughs> podcast, Mike. Oh, fine. If you want to play Apex after, then by all means. <laughs> after, before, instead of, you know, one of these things. <laughs> Same <coming> time. <laughs> Simultaneously. Um, hey, hey, Linkara's been doing it for like 10 plus years. I, tr- sure, and he can own that sector. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you really think wow. this is going to take down the the juggernaut of Linkara? Sure, he gets not? like at least a thousand views per video. I did, well, you know, aim high. <laughs> I mean, if we get 10, that's a start. Ugh, just reopening this manga is <laughs> sad. It makes you feel better, Mike. I just had to rewrite, uh, reread the first. <laughs> you get to rewrite awesome. it. This is all a oh. ploy. He's the writer of it. Um, I fucking wish I was the writer of it. I bet, bet you they made a reasonable amount of money. It would make far too much sense if this was just, you know, some man's horrific folklore. <laughs> His what? Or sorry. Some horrific purgatory. Well, hell, her p- horrific purgatory. Yeah. Purgatory. Herbatory. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, go, go get the herbs. Phil, 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 just save, save <laughs> comedy gold like that for the podcast. <laughs> that, that's at least Got one it. viewer right there. Oh, that's like a hundred <laughs> viewers gained right there. That right there, that's what wins me the Tony. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tony, that's what you're going for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the Oscar. Oh yeah. No, no, can't can't go for the Oscar. That's that's after the Tony. Got it. We got no wait. No, this will be the podcast that convinced them to have a podcast category at <laughs> Oscars. Nailed it. And it'll all be because of Phil's acerbic wit. <laughs> oh, and I will say, I'm imagining in my head this will probably be like thirty minutes to an hour long. So. Okay, so horrendous racism from beginning to end. Yeah, I might cut that. But then we won't have a podcast, Sean. <laughs> Why does it sound like two people are just talking to no one? <laughs> oh, and the other bit is you can swear. I don't care about that. Okay. Oh, can swear. Yeah. Okay. I, I, don't I was shit. going to, but I, was going to say, I didn't really give that any thought anyway. So. I don't give a shit if we're kind of explicit. I kind of assumed you were signing up for a podcast with me. You know how I talk. <laughs> right, now that we're all in the right mindset. <laughs> I'll okay. warm up the crowd. <laughs> yes. Alright, go for it. Good morning! Good afternoon! Good evening! It's Kuzakas time! 93 series, an anime, a visual novel, three tournament arcs, one highlights episode, 20 isekais, 20 rom-coms, 10 webtoons, a pair of manhua, word, however you say it, an indeterminate number of Quincy's, and one grasshopper smooch. And now, our greatest journey ever. This is it. 
This is the big one. This is that time I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. AKA the Trash Manga Friends Podcast, episode 100. A livid trash manga's guide to getting evil. And don't forget, use the code 30 to 60 minutes to go buy your tie in fish grippers only while stocks last. You normally know what this is, where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga or 30 episodes of one trash webtoon, voyaging through what's trash, what's good, and what's legendary. I am your forever host, apparently disillusioned Sean will save the world, joined by Butterraber, the story of a man turned into a mic, and the masterful Phil is depressed again today. How are you? We made it. Episode 100, baby. I mean, in keeping on form, I have absolutely no idea what your references are. I got mine and yours. I didn't catch Sean's. I mean, they're, they're just random. Series. I've done what I've done for every episode, but I've stuck it on our names. Yeah, I got that. I understand the format. I just don't understand the reference. <laughs> You're the story of a man turned into a mic. Oh, well, that's a horrible story. Why would you want that? <laughs> that's why I picked it. I was like, that's a perfect horror. Is that the one about a guy turned into a pig? This worries me that you know these, but yes. Yes. At this point, you may be worried, but surely not surprised. No, no, because, you know, there's been hundreds of them. So the fact that Phil Howe has a hit rate of two or three is <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> and frankly, the story of a man turned into a bear or a pig or whatever it was. And I'm like, yeah, just swap that for Mike. Perfect. Job done. Yay. I'm so happy I make it easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Like hundred episodes, and that's like what roughly four years at this point. Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, roughly four. We, we, we've got a uh, trash tacky the fours a little bit off yet. Happy New it Year, is. by the way. I should say this comes out in twenty twenty four. Oh, it feels weird to be living in the future. <laughs> uh, do we have wait, flying wait, cars hang, yet? Hang on, wait. So we're in the future. Mm-hmm. If if we predict the numbers now, does that mean we can get a ticket in when we get to the future? I don't and think that's how that works. Oh my god, time travel, guys! I, I don't think I don't think that's how it works. Totally how it works. I mean, if you want to give lottery numbers now, and then if by some miracle it's right, you'll look like a god. Quite frankly, <laughs> I, that that's pretty much my philosophy when I come to. Like, you know what? I'm going to call it first in... time ever in lot of history. One, two, three, four, five, six. Would that be the first time in history? I would have to assume so. The odds alone. The odds alone. Are exactly the same as any other random six numbers, Mike. Yes, but specific getting specific numbers out of a random string has to be much harder than just getting a random string of numbers. No, getting any one specific string is the same as getting any random. Uh, I genuinely regret saying that. I'm sorry. I didn't want a math conversation. But but Mike, you don't understand. Meat isn't an ingredient. <laughs> oh, are we just like recycling memes from old episodes. Um, no, that was two episodes ago. We did that. <laughs> that was the highlight. No, no, one. You, you, you did that. We weren't present. Yeah, you. This is, I suppose, for you kids. This is only your 99th episode. So we, we were there in the past. <laughs> in recorded spirit. Yes. Do I, do I owe you royalties for that one? If they technically didn't add you, like give you new you content. You owe us royalties for the last 99 episodes, anyway. Eh. You didn't sign a contract. Royalties is like it's a bit of a stretch. Like that implies we actually did something that was worth anything. Wow. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Hey, I'm not saying you didn't. You do all the work for this chat for the show. <laughs> I just barely show up, and Phil's reading this shit anyway. 
that. No, hey, hey, be clear. Yeah, no, no, no. Phil hasn't read today's series before the show, to my knowledge. I would also point out there's actually quite a few series we've done I've read specifically for this show. I am also surprised. Uh, I, I've always said that I've never read this series before, but um, turns out I'd actually read a lot more of it than I thought because I'd always thought, like, oh, I've read the first bit like a few times. No, I actually read a lot more than so, I thought. Um, I would have thought you'd read it because you own some of it from my understanding. I do, yes. I do, but... Yeah, yeah, Mike dropped that one on us at some point. Yes, I actually own a manga. It's like, oh, yeah, I own a bunch of these. Like, what? You're the reason why I couldn't find it in fucking shops. Oh, no. I, I, technically, I don't own them. My partner does. Oh, uh, uh, okay, right. <laughs> this explains a lot. Your partner having better taste explains a lot, yes. I, that's no, no one surprised by this. <laughs> I am full on the, the meme of the guy who would just live on a mattress on the floor with one chair and a TV to my name, if given the option. Why, and why have haven't PC you moved well. to Japan? You could just have your, like, one tatami room, or whatever they call it, two tatami room, I guess, give you a bit of space. And because then, then I'd have to learn Japanese, and that's effort. Like, that's too much then, effort, frankly. When you're a foreigner in Japan. And, uh, yeah, but he's never leaving his room anyway. Yeah, so no, yeah, that's, not, that's not a problem. <laughs> like, I need, to, I need to know how to read the delivery service <laughs> i mean does, does google translate the websites that you order the food from and then you just re really all you need to do is a couple of phrases like thank you good morning stuff like that but how am i gonna read manga if i have to translate it all and use the apps and that's just effort i don't want to do that i'm staying here staying in bed <laughs> well I, I in fact made them go through arguably the most effort they've ever done outside of uh, episode 51 yeah, I was going to say, Bleach was way more effort than this. Bleach was 51. No, I'm on about Sword Art Online anime. Oh, I, no, I would no. actually also say Bleach was more effort, but Bleach yes, was more, Bleach was more effort. effort. And no, no, the Sword Art anime was, yeah, it was effort, but it was like, it was funny. It really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, the, the recording was rewatching it. Oh, no, watching it was also like funny in its own way to me. Nah, because like, that, like, you can read 100 chapters faster than you can watch 24, 26, however many episodes. Yeah, you sure, totally. That That's uh... not in doubt. But I would say that I enjoyed watching Sword Art Online because it was just so bad. <laughs> well. I, I think you enjoyed it because you knew how much it was hurting me specifically. That did definitely help. That always helps. Well, shall we find out how much the 100th assignment hurt all of us this time? Oh, it's going to hurt. Are we ready for the big one? It's going to hurt a lot more later. Big I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to draw some hate on this one, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there with you, Mike. Yeah, I, I've spoken to Phil. I know where this is going already. So... <laughs> As I said, normally this is the show where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga. But no, for this time, for the episode 100, three people discuss 100 chapters of one goat manga. That's right, One Piece, a shonen manga has been running since July 1997 to the present day. 107 volumes in total. Written and drawn by Ichiro Oda, who um, basically did a few, shot, few one shots, then did One Piece, and then that was his life settled. It is licensed by Viz. You can go out and buy the first 104 volumes currently of the main series. Although, good luck finding somewhere that has all of those to buy, because it's, it's a lot of manga, man. 
And anime, yes, there's been one going since 1999 done by Production IG with over a thousand episodes. And of course, there's 14 films, an OVA, 13 TV specials, a trading card game, almost 60 video games, crossovers with series like Dragon Ball and Toriko, a spin-off manga, One Piece Party, amongst many others, dozens of light novels, art books, guidebooks, theme park attractions, an ice skating show, countless other awards. Just go onto the Wikipedia page if you want everything. It sold over half a billion units, making it the most successful manga of all time by a large margin. For comparison, Bleach and Naruto combined, its main competitors, uh, have only sold about 400 million between themselves. Volume 67 of One Piece had the highest initial print run of any manga ever at over 4 million units, with a decade's worth of One Piece volumes having print runs of over 3 million units. The best-selling manga for 11 straight years from 2008 to 2018 until Demon Slayer finally knocked it off its perch. Every volume has sold at least 1 million units. For comparison, that's more than most of the series we've covered on this show have ever done in their lifetime. Three-time Tezuka Osamu Cultural Prize finalist from 2000 to 2002. Joint winner of the 41st Japan Cartoonist Association Award Grand Prize in 2012. And of course, well, there's a whole bunch of other nominations and awards that I won't go into. But also, most recently, the live-action Netflix series that came out earlier this year to acclaim with a second season currently in the works. And now I've written throw to all to intro the pre- premise and plot in their own way. So who wants to have a go first at summarizing One Piece? Uh, One Piece is a story about the friends we met along the way with boats. Uh, it totally is about that. He, he has officially come out and said the One Piece is not some bullshit like the friends we made along the way. N- no, no. You, these first hundred chapters are all about the friends oh, we sure, made along sure, the way. Yeah. And that's my entire knowledge of the series. Therefore, that's all it's about. One Piece is about can can someone who is really, really, really stupid succeed despite everything? I mean, it's it's a shonen manga, so yes. No, no, really stupid. It's a shonen manga, so really yes. stupid. I've read Dragon Ball. Yes, like Naruto <laughs> has a goddamn university degree compared to this. I'm uh, not saying that I'm not cool. saying that other people aren't smarter. I'm saying yes, <laughs> there is infinity dumb you can be and still be a shonen protagonist and succeed. No, I, I think Goku's smarter than Luffy. I would say I'm gonna I make don't. A, I'm going to uh, make a bold claim there. That's a that's a very bold claim because this is the guy who frequently feeds sensu beans to world destroying opponents so he can have a fair fight. And you know what? If they existed in this universe, I believe Luffy would feed them as well. Sure, he would. It's Absolutely. Just the guy that uh. Gave Freezer energy instead of finishing him off. <laughs> yep. And then he used that energy to blow up the <laughs> He used planet. that energy to try and... Oh, try and kill him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had already blown up the planet at that point. Come on, Phil, what's your, what's your one-liner? Describe One Piece <laughs> in a line. <laughs> <laughs> a grand line? No. <laughs> uh, no, we haven't, we haven't got to that yet. <laughs> no, we'll no, never get to that. What's this yet business? <laughs> we never got there. <laughs> one Piece is a story where you skip 100 chapters and you get to the start of the story. Wow! <laughs> God damn. Tell me I'm wrong. Okay, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> All right, these then, origin sure. stories? I'll just start at Iron Man 2, you know? It'll be fine. <laughs> well, first uh, of all, you should never start... Avengers. Yeah, first of all, you should never start Iron Man 2. That was shit. <laughs> Two's all right. No, it's not. It's the one with fucking Whiplash in it. That's okay, terrible. Okay, so you saying people should start with Incredible Hulk? I mean, that's actually a good movie. I like that movie. Uh, I, <laughs> no. 
I mean, even the MCU doesn't say you should start with Incredible Hulk. So. <laughs> well, it true. is canonically the first MCU film. It I is. Uh, defy, depends on who's writing the canon. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's just Marvel in general. But They got a decade in and were like, we should probably slightly attempt to justify that film. Oh, if only this were only a decade in. <laughs> uh, this was two years worth, we read, roughly. <laughs> well, One Piece has been going for over 20 years at this point. 25. Yeah, I know. It's like it. It's when you say it started in '97. For us, uh, us old joints, back aching, kidney failing millennials. Okay, kidney failing maybe, but <laughs> like uh, the millenn- for the millennials that are falling apart. That sounds like it was like ah, oh, maybe it was ten years ago. No, it was like over twenty. Also, uh, I, I like how you say millennials that are falling apart. Mike, we're the young side of millennial. Yeah, and still falling apart. It's just. I, I'm not, I mean, no, no, I'm not falling apart. <laughs> Thank you. That that didn't sound I'm like. Not, you I'm not having that. you trying to be like, well, I'm a, I'm disintegrating at the seams, therefore everyone must be. No, no, that's 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 you. I don't know. The tone of your voice implies that relatively healthy. It implies that you don't even believe what you're saying. <laughs> All right, great. Do you want to go climb a mountain then? No. There you go. <laughs> I I feel that's somewhat irrelevant. To point he's making but <laughs> he's trying to drag us down to his level and i'm making it abundantly clear jesus no i've never <laughs> met another human who is as much of a wreck as they are, you are at your age <laughs> fuck yeah i'm the winner at something <laughs> it was just like in the street you're like oh yeah i can't write on my skin because it'll fucking disintegrate i'm like oh there's another one just add that onto the many list how yeah. mike's body is given up yeah <laughs> uh, <sighs> I can't put ink on my skin. I'll Episode die. Episode 100, folks. Here we go. <laughs> it's somewhat a miracle I've made it this far. Yeah, your, your point about being an old man is, go on. I don't remember. One Piece came out in 97. Right, yeah. It's easy yeah. to believe that it wasn't that long ago, especially if you've been reading it like since somewhat near the beginning. Like, if you, no, I mean, like most people picked it up in the early okay, 2000s. No, firstly, I think if you've been reading it from the beginning, you'll be well aware you've been reading it for over a fucking decade. And secondly, I'm well aware it's been going on for a decade because I remember reading some random chapters over 10 years ago from, like, I think, Impel Down. And I think that's, like, the 400s, 500s mark. And that yeah. was 10 years ago. So yeah, I'm well I, aware it's been going. I, I don't remember when I read this, but I know I did actually read, like, quite a lot of it, so apparently, at some point. Because I think it was probably when it was in its, uh, in its like, major heyday. I mean, I know it, that never really stopped. But it was when, like, it was all animate. The anime scene was all about One Piece and nothing else. It was. It's tricky to say because obviously this is a Western perspective, and from a Western perspective, One Piece took a long time before it really got. Yeah. Like it wasn't until the 2010s when Viz finally started pushing One Piece, presumably because they saw Bleach and Naruto were. They weren't ending at that point, but they were they were starting to wind down a little in popularity. Yeah, well, that's I think that's probably when I picked this up, and apparently I read quite a lot of it because I remember like while I was reading it for this, uh, this podcast, I was sitting and thinking I recognize this. Like, and it's not just because I've watched the recent Netflix adaptation, and I'm probably going to be mentioning most that. Of this, but I'm like, yeah, I know, Sam, I know main cast of One Piece. Yeah, like it is so prevalent in. Fact, I know, I know the main culture. cast of One Piece, which is why I'm surprised that certain characters don't show up in the first hundred. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not surprised by that. I'm gonna throw this out there now, because we're talking our One Piece experience. Mm-hmm. I came into this whole One Piece virgin. I have no prior experience with it. I have never read it. I've never watched it in any format. I've never played any of the games. This was my first experience of it. 
Had you ever heard the four kids anime intro sequence? No. I'm gonna say it that. is an absolute banger. Much like the rest of them. Like four kids were terrible at their censorship and their translations. Intros though, fucking mint. Uh, yeah, I've, this is the one thing I will say. I know of One Piece. I know bits and pieces just through cultural osmosis. I mean, let, let's be blunt here. If you didn't know of One Piece, uh, yeah. That, frankly, <laughs> I now obviously when you first get into manga, I can understand not knowing it. But frankly, if you've been doing manga for let's say over six months and you haven't heard of One Piece, and you're on a podcast about all the, all the manga, <laughs> even more so, yeah, for us who are like you're a podcast and you're the manga expert. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a little terrified if you'd no idea what One Piece was, but you'd read all of Kiss Exis. You know, like that would be <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> well, maybe it would explain so much. I, that too. <laughs> it would just be just terrifying in general. I'm not sure I'd want to associate with you anymore. <laughs> I, I, I have minimal interaction with One Piece. I own the first two volumes. Well, I own the first three volumes now because I was trying to buy uh, a whole bunch of them for the ready ahead of this show. And then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, good luck finding them in the wild. Mm. But uh, at least the early ones. And I'd also read random chapters back from the brief period where I bought monthly Shonen Jump West edition thing where they print a bunch of chapters. It was, again, a decade or more ago, it was a thing to really hammer home the context of how long this has been going. So yeah, like 2010, 2011, that was when I read Impel Down or parts of Impel Down. But otherwise, no, I've not touched it since that 10 years or so. Like it has been a long time since I've really even thought about One Piece, beyond the fact that it exists. I've heard about some of the shenanigans of four kids with their lollipops and their... Oh yeah, that, that stuff's fun. Arsenals. Right near the end of what we've read, like, I do mean the last couple of chapters of what we've read for this podcast, we're introduced to a guy who's always smoking, and in their infinite wisdom, four kids famously replaced his cigarettes or cigars or whatever they are with lollipops so he was constantly just chewing on a lollipop which is very funny i mean two things there firstly yes it is it's it's dumb no one's denying that but i'm pretty sure that's also an american law i want to say that you can't depict no it's not a law it's just their overzealous censorship i'm sure there's something in like you're not allowed to depict Smoking to minors or something like that. I mean, that is possible as well for that one in particular, but it wasn't the only example of censorship. Oh, no, no. One Piece, uh, crazy. Not One Piece. Uh, four kids were crazy. But, I don't know. One know. Piece is pretty crazy. One Piece is pretty crazy. But yeah, four kids in general. Having not watched the anime, I don't know if it affects the whole overall experience, but if anything, it may have actually boosted the thing's popularity because it gives you another I, thing no, to talk about. All right, no, all right. Like, it boosted its popularity in that it was on TV. Yeah, that, yes. I don't feel like the legend of four kids boosted One Piece, especially in the context of what it's gone on to become. Like, I'm not crediting One Piece's success in the West to fucking four kids. Well, I'm not crediting entirely, but it probably didn't I'm work. not crediting it partially. No, I, I think it is partially. I mean, you have to credit it partially because it did dub it in the West. Okay, sorry. You, you yes. at least have to give it that credit. Yes, they were the first people to bring animated One Piece across. I... That's like saying Pokemon in the West is a success because of predominantly because of four kids. Like I'm not I, insane. You're adding the word predominantly. You're doing that. I'm <laughs> you're trying to imply that. that it's more than just this footnote. <laughs> I I, I mean am. it is more than just a footnote, to be fair. It's just also not that big of a thing. No, I disagree. It require it is entirely because of four kids, no one else. Uh not sure why they went bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Definitely wasn't because they lost three major licenses. I actually don't know the reason, and I don't feel like getting into a history lesson. So let's talk about One Piece, the manga. Okay. Go on, though. I mean, you're the one who keeps trying to talk about the anime a little bit. So. Oh, that's because I don't want to talk about the manga. <laughs> Wow, okay, I can hear the angry emails are coming in right now already. I I meant it when I said I'm going to draw some hate for this one. (laughs) I'm I'm with you, Mike, it's fine. Because I want to be clear, it's not bad. Oh, Jesus, no. (laughs) Like, it is not bad at all. I totally understand why this became the mammoth that it has become. I totally get it. But fuck, does it go on a bit? <laughs> I can only assume it's because of stuff that happens past where we read. Uh, it just it just constantly takes far too long to get to the fucking point. I, I, I want to get a point out here. Yeah. A somewhat minor point. Mm-hmm. For me, these hundred chapters feel kind of like filler. <laughs> it's impressive that you'd start your manga with filler. I... Definitely would not say, especially because there is one chapter that is filler, which is the guy in the box. But uh, no, I definitely wouldn't that... call this filler because it's all establishing the backstories and motivations of the entire thing. Like... But I do agree with Mike's point that it is, it's essentially split into like a bunch of like, so this is, we covered essentially the East Blue Arc by entire accident. I wanted to do 100 episodes because it's, it I wanted to do 100 to chapters because it's episode 100 and it just completely happened that Oda went, perfect, that'll do for the entire the first main arc. Perfect. Now we'll get to the story. <laughs> well, no, because again, it's setting up the crew. Like, you start off, like, Luffy becomes the pirate, <sighs> yeah. you have Zolo and Nami joining, then you have the bit with Usopp and the crazy butler, then you have the restaurant and Krieg where Sanji joins, then you have Nami and Arlong, and then a little bit finally in the town of beginnings, or whatever the fuck it's called, and then that's the end of okay. But I do agree that most of the, outside of, like, the beginning and the end bit, like, the whole one, because they essentially fights three main bad guy pirates, and each one of those arcs just drags on a little bit too long, oh, mainly because they have to spend what feels like five to ten chapters in each one being like, but what about the mooks? We've got to fight the mooks. And I'm like, this is pointless. Like, let's put it this Luffy's way. Luffy's already standing next to the captain. Just do that fight. <laughs> it's a hundred chapters of dawdling around the actual point. Uh, let's put it this way. I'm going to be referencing the Netflix series a fair amount, probably, because... I saw the Netflix series before this, and it's one thing that they absolutely did better in this, because, yes, they are not one-to-one. Netflix series does change something. Well, the Netflix series is, what, eight episodes? <laughs> this is kind of my point. They get through the exact same amount. Like, these 100 chapters are essentially where the, where the Netflix series, as it stands currently in its first season, where it ends. So they do 100 chapters worth of stuff in eight episodes. So I, I called it filler, which may be a bit harsh, but... It's definitely, I feel you could have covered the key parts of this in 20 chapters. No, I, I actually no, completely... Uh, I, no, I agree. I agree. No, God, you, no. You, you, you'd have to cut out, like, you'd have to cut out backstories, it. which are easily chapters worth of stuff. I don't know, uh, man. The Netflix series managed it. No, but the Netflix series... How, so how long is the episode of the Netflix series? Uh, I don't know. Like it's an hour, I think, isn't it? 40 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah an hour or something like that. Okay, so if it's an hour, that's essentially equivalent to like 24 to 25 episode anime. So that's... And all I'm saying is the anime takes 48 episodes to get where sure, we are. Sure, that's like, so that's 50, essentially. So you've halved it. I don't think you could do 20. Yeah. If you did 20, it would be fundamentally I'm, worse I'm you in every way. Definitely half the number of chapters to get where we got to. I think you could more than half it. I, you'd, lose, you'd easily start losing stuff if you more than halved it. Like, there's a lot of 
padding. I don't deny that, but like that's actually like so way over padding. the line. You would start to lose, like, because there's so much backstory and things that have to you need to give characters depth, and you're gonna start axing that if you go beyond half. And like uh, some of the choices that the Netflix series does make are different, and it's entirely up to the individuals whether or not they are better or worse. I mean, there's, there's one change I care about, Mike. What's that? Is Luffy a fucking moron in Netflix? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But but like to the level he is in this, I would say he's probably dumber in the Netflix version. That's not possible. <laughs> I don't believe a human being alive could be dumber. See, I, than I don't Luffy think he's this. necessarily that dumb. No, he's the stupidest motherfucker I've ever seen. Anyway. <laughs> All right, okay. Now that's a hot take right there. <laughs> You'll literally say no, and he'll just carry on as if you'd said yes, and as if the world had always heard you saying yes. I wouldn't say that's stupidity that's we're here to kill some pirates who are you pirates <laughs> oh yeah he yeah. Them multiple times yes sometimes in the visage like in the visage in the pretense of like yeah no this is to kind of to do the right thing but no the amount of times he just openly just opens his mouth does incredibly yeah. phenomenally this, stupid things this is a thing with the entire series i don't think he knows what a pirate is <laughs> I, okay here, here is a point i want to address yeah. Kind of feels like it's glorifying pirates a bit. Oh, absolutely it is. I mean, yeah, yes. Uh, I mean, despite the fact that they make all the antagonists, both from the the supposedly good guy marines and all of the other pirates, they make them all uh, comically evil. Everyone yeah. is like, how insanely nonsensically psychotic can we make all of the bad guys? I think outside of maybe Smoker at the end, Every villain is barely get to see. Gone up. We barely get to do it. Well, the few bits we do see a smoker of him doing, I'm gonna be blunt here. Crazy strategies like let them infight and wait for the opportunity rather than just swoop in and try to, you know, annihilate an entire village because somebody looked at you funny. Yes. <laughs> it's like, wow, he's got a brain cell. But um yeah, all the other villains are just nonsensical evil. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, comically that, evil, yes. Like, okay, I, I don't know any pirates IRL. <laughs> sure. Um, cer- certainly not the seafaring kind, anyway. Okay. But in general, they're not good people. No, they're not. This, is, what, sure? this is my point, saying, like, I don't think he knows what a pirate is. Because he wants to be king of the pirates. Does he want to... What does he think pirates do? I mean, they, they're just going for the swashbuckling definition of pirates, rather yeah, than... That's, I, I like, think they're just going with, like, ah, yes, look at them. They, they go and get treasure and they kind of just they obviously they do show it they go on they go to the sea they blow up their enemies who in this case happen to be the bad guys because that's how luffy's mentality is also pirates yeah grab booty Mm -hmm. there you go yaha fiddle me they they kind of i don't want to say they sweep it under the rocks you do see it explicitly a few times but they kind of don't really show like yes pirates in real life at the very least obviously quite often do a lot of awful awful things such as Mm. you know murder rape pillage pillage yes being the prime general one. pillaging and the thing is there every other pirate in this manga is very happy to do that with their various theatrical okay. sticks not everyone uh, like shanks for example who we see in the first chapter and then again right yeah again. i don't think he knows who what is luffy's is role model yeah sure but that's why <laughs> luffy's way is because that's his role model oh shanks surrogate you, father you, you type, could yes. be a cool character if you actually existed Oh, you mean like I mean, in what we read? It's yeah. very much paced in the view of this is going on forever. I, like, which yeah, is surprising Sh- considering Shanks exists in chapter one. He's mentioned briefly at the end of volume two, and I mean mentioned. Yes. And then we see him a little bit towards the end of what we read. 
Yeah. There's like a couple of pages of him, and that's it. Because the Mihawk character goes to see him. Yes. But yeah, um, okay, Let, let's stop, stop just let's talking start generally. From right from the beginning of this shit show. Okay, so there's Once a upon guy... a time, there was a kid. There was a kid on a boat who it is revealed that he has gum gum powers because he ate a devil fruit. And that means he can stretch himself out like as if he was made of rubber. He is... Fuck, what's the name? A god? No, no. <laughs> we'll get to that. No, the, the toy you could buy over here that has... Oh, Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong, that's him. That's lovely. Yeah, like he's Mr... Well, he's not Mr. Fantastic, he doesn't have the intelligence. Um... <laughs> I mean, uh, from what I've heard of Mr. Fantastic... Oh no, Mr. Fantastic is, is very smart. He's one of the most intelligent people on the planet. He just makes bad decisions. <laughs> like, intelligence and yeah. ability to make decisions, completely separate. Uh, but yeah, uh, so he is... He has these stretchy powers, and he decides when he was a kid, because of his surrogate father role model, that he wants to be a he wants to be king of the pirates for reasons that are never explained. He just wants to be king of the pirates, whatever. Like he wa- he that wants means. to be like his surrogate dad, <laughs> who is not king of the I'm pirates. I'm sorry. Do you, so... need, like, do you need like a more in-depth reason? Yeah. All, the, all those kids who take after their parents' professions, you're saying that's not reason enough for them to do that. Well, when you look at the enormity of the challenge ahead of him, you kind of do, yeah. Because this involves him going to the Grand Line. Oh, no, it's a bit hard. Guess I'll die. This is more than a bit hard, but also, yes. And <laughs> it involves him going to the Grand Line, which is essentially a line that goes I'd around the entire becoming planet. an Olympic athlete. You'll never win. I didn't say that. I just said I would never do it. <laughs> Therefore, anyone who does it is stupid. You are putting words in my mouth all over That's the place the today. That's the implication you're giving here. I imply nothing beyond what I say. <laughs> and yeah, so it involves him going to essentially this ocean that wraps around the entire planet, this fictional planet that they're on. Yeah, I don't think they have a name. Yeah, it's the equator of this planet. And we are told that this is some Herculean task. The place, the way is very dangerous, and between here and his goal of finding the treasure, the One Piece that he's looking for, is filled with super-powered pirates. And I do mean uh, super-powered. Skipped, skipped over something here, Mike. What's the One Piece? The friends we made along the way, probably. No, very specifically, yeah. he has said not. Yeah, I but know. also, you have not established what the One Piece is. It's Goldbeard, that's not his name. Gold but, Roger. Uh, it's, that's the one. It's the previous, uh, for all intents and purposes, King of the Pirates crowning treasure i guess mm-hmm. which he supposedly hid in one somewhere. piece somewhere somewhere so, hid it all in one piece in on the grand line you know what that, that's as good a time as any to ask what do you think one piece is the friends we made along the way you think it even though Oda's command said it's not that you still think it's that okay so mike says yes the author of this has said don't worry it's an actual physical thing and i get that but now because of how long the whole thing is it can't be satisfying. It's going to be something fucking weird. Like, it can't just be gold, you know? It can't just be, like, actual treasure. It can't be, like, a precious gemstone. It has to be something weird. I mean, what I would... I, now, without the context of knowing if this has come up in the thousand chapters of One Piece I've not read, because I've got things to do with my life that aren't <laughs> trash manga friends, but uh, in the context of all of that, I'm assuming... Unless this has come up before, I'm assuming it will be either a fruit that cancels your gum gum devil fruit, of a devil fruit or a fruit that means yeah you can go underwater now it's fine i i yeah. was gonna say some sort of special devil fruit or like a devil fruit tree 
Not yeah. the devil fruit tree. I'm sure it'll be something fruit. related to the fruit, is what I'm guessing. Entirely possible. I, like, yeah, I, I that's, think it's that's the I only thing imagine. I could think would be satisfying because, yeah, it can't just be and there be gold. That there is a bajillion buckaroos. It's like, uh, yeah, like that would be very underwhelming at this point. Even though, even if it's like more money than you could ever possibly imagine, that's like, oh, just money. Oh man, a one trillion dollar note. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the thing as well, it has to be something, suppose we're told in that one Harry, piece. For some reason, whoever gets the one piece will be the king of the pirates. So it's something that having it in your possession makes everyone else go, yeah, he's the king of the pirates. It could all just be like a giant so fake out. Be, it can't just be money. It has to be something you can't get through other means. It could just be a giant fake out and like gold no, and Roger before he got. Same, I put that in the same boat as their friends along the way. <laughs> before he uh, got executed, he said he told everyone about this just to fuck with people. Like it didn't actually exist. That'd be. I I would respect it. See, I could believe that at one point, but as I said, the series is too long and too epic at this point for it to be that. Yeah, like people would not be happy with that kind like, of. Like I could believe at the start when Oda hadn't properly planned it, he got like, yeah, it could be something metaphorical, and then like ten years, he's like, yeah, I can't really do that. <laughs> people will lynch me because <laughs> we, we mentioned the devil fruit there uh that's how he gets his magical rubber powers and there's like loads of different kind of you, you devil eat, fruit. eat fruit you get some wacky power and all of a sudden you can't swim yes the 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 sea turns its back on you and you, you sink you sink like a bag of hammers now every time you go into the sea and uh you know good time to bring up the thing i wanted to bring up What's that? Which is towards the end, admittedly. Mm -hmm. You're going to bring up the thing from the Arlong fight, yes? Yeah. The, the, at one point, we're told, not only do people with devil fruit powers lose them underwater, but the ocean also takes away their will to live. This, yes. This, no. It doesn't. It, does it not. doesn't. That's just a lie, yes. <laughs> not right lie. Oh, we'll get yeah, to that yeah. when we talk about it. We'll get it, to but... that. I hear that they found a way to get around it by technicalities, but no, I do, I, agree. Uh... It, I do agree. The fact that we have to use technicalities there sums up how annoying that bit is especially since luffy could have easily escaped before he got thrown in the fucking sea but uh go on mike yeah it's also implied and i don't think it's ever actually outright said but it's implied that eating this fruit is incredibly dangerous like it kills most people that eat it or something that's never said in what we've read but... no no i i, I think i i think it was implied that, that that one of the reasons you never want to eat this is because you would probably kill you and i mean i always assume the reason you don't want to eat it is because it's valuable this world seems run by the fucking sea so i was, I was gonna say like the implication i got basically this happens in chapter one where luffy gets one and eats it they're mm. like and you know this after he's running around shouting i'm gonna be a pirate king of pirates and everything and then basically all of shanks and his pirate crew are like well there goes your dream of being a pirate now you've just eaten a devil fruit you can't swim you can't be a pirate even though Which everyone is, we come yeah. across eats one is a pirate. Oh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, no one really, and I get why because it would make for a lame series. But no one really seems to take the whole threat of yeah, if you go underwater, you're fucking dead at all seriously. So this planet, from brief glimpses we have seen, is about ninety five percent water. Yeah, essentially, you have got one giant landmass that runs north to south all the way across the world. Yeah, if you're actually into planetary science, don't don't look at the diagram. It'll hurt your brain. And basically, it is separating the world's two oceans, mm -hmm. which is either side. And then you have the Grand Line, which sort of runs around the equator. Yes. And you've got other smaller oceans around that. I mean, well. no, there, there are four oceans, because in genius fashion, they're called North Blue, East Blue, South Blue, I, West Blue. I don't Blue. think they're necessarily 
separate oceans, or if they're just separating them out to say this is you're on this quadrant the of the yes. planet. Yeah, yeah, basically. And I'm waiting for the bit where you go East Blue. Oh, that's the baby quadrant. Oh, they, 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 they did. They, they did. did that. Well, they no, because they implied Grand Line is just so far above everything. I don't think they've said East Blue. I mean, yes, no, they, they did. Did they? Uh, okay. Yeah. They. I forget who said it, but they like they said, "Oh, the East Blue is the most tame of all the oceans." Oh, uh, was it when, when we're in like the Chef? Fight? Oh yes, in I the mean, never fucking ending Chef arc. Yes. <laughs> yes, the the worst of the worst defender for the it's never fucking end. Just just get on with it. Yeah. Um. Because I was thinking that the the reason why they implied the Devil Fruit kills people is because. I assume that was kind of the reason why all the people you see using it are absolute psychopaths, because like, you'd have to be absolutely crazy to want to eat one of these things. But if that's not the case, then... Uh, then it I mean, I still argue you have to be crazy up. to eat something that will actively guarantee your death if you so much as fall into a puddle. Also, you know, by the sounds of it, they're worth quite a lot and probably set you for life if you sold one. That is also true. And that is in the origin story of one of the characters we come across. Yes. But yeah, it's... Uh, for some reason, these devil fruit are a bad thing, but everyone they encounter has them, or not. Okay, not everyone. I think we only encounter like four or five users in this entire. Yeah, that's that's a thing. It's like I you say, it's Luffy, actually... Buggy, Smoker, run, other random girl villain. I oh no, not the name of. Avida, uh, whatever she's Avida, called. because she's kind of throwaway until she comes yeah. back right at the end. Yeah, but I think it's just those four off the top of my head. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, uh, this is kind of what I was about I mean, to is, say. Is smoke. I, I mean, said smoker. Said, I know you said smoker. I'm kind of like, is is he? Yes. Smoker is. We're, to, we're told he's had one. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it. you don't actually need the devil fruit to have superpowers in this world. Pretty much everyone they encounter outside of, like, mooks, they, they have some sort of world-breaking superpower. Like, we meet, we meet one guy who, bear in mind, is not a devil fruit eater user we meet one guy who can move so fast you can't see him like straight up is invisible to the naked eye speed and he's not had one of these devil fruit so apparently it doesn't fucking matter you can just have superpowers oh, well, no, no one no one is human in this let's be clear like i mean if if they were human then among other things luffy would be dead because he got stabbed in the back of the skull so he'd be dead. I mean, yeah. Sanji okay. would be dead because as a child he starved for 50 days without any food. So he's gone. That was like 70. Uh, no, it was 50 without specifically without food. Oh, yeah. right. Without ice. The whole ordeal was lot, but he had food for the first bit. Yeah, but either yeah. way, human body doesn't go longer than I want to say 30 at most without food. So dead. Mm -hmm. uh, and who's the other one who would have died? It's not Nami. Oh, and Zolo because Zolo. how much blood did he lose? Zolo, <laughs> God bless him. From the moment we're introduced to him, he is never not injured. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's the point of like I get what you're trying to do, but there comes a point where it gets a bit tired when it's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna fight a bit, and now, yeah. well, my fight's over. I'm gonna fall down because of the massive blood loss from the past five fights in a row. <laughs> because I still haven't recovered from the previous fight, and my wounds exactly. are not. Like, I believe considered not. I believe I, the official. I, are you getting off on this, buddy? <laughs> Probably. Uh, I believe the official pronunciation of his name is Zoro, not Z Zolo. Uh, no, Zolo is the official translation. Uh, it's a whole copyright thing. Or the, the Viz volume I have has it with an L, so it's Zolo. Uh, yeah, I think the problem... I think this thing... Viz have to do it as Zolo with an L, because they can't put Zo Zoro with an R. Yeah, because that's copyright. another character entirely. 
Oh, no, that that's never stopped anyone before. I mean, look it's, at JoJo. Um, that, that got translated without any issues. Um, did it? <laughs> no. I, if if this is a joke, I'm not. Jo- JoJo, it. with all of its famous musicians, did not I'm get just... translated without any issues. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. Then basically, yeah. that that be the thing. Yes, English. He's Zolo with an L. But yeah. Anyway, um, well, I believe he's supposed to be Zoro with an R. I believe it's meant to be Zoro, Zoro, Zoro. However, you're pronouncing that Z O R O. Anzolo, he's Anzolo. <laughs> I'm assuming he is supposed to be somewhat of a reference to Zoro. Zoro, yes, crazy. I, presumably Mad. yes, because he's all about the he's sword fighting. The sword, his fucking stupid sword fighting style. Fuck <laughs> me. I mean, yes. it's it's vintage One Piece, so I mean, I can't. It's stupid, but also right, that's One Piece. Okay, I, I want to talk about. It's going to be jumping ahead a bit here. We would jump I mean, not like he's the second before. character we meet of the main crew. Yes, so. but the, the thing I'm wanting to talk about is happening in the Arlong stuff. So basically, the whole point is Zoro, Zolo, he's a swordsman. He wants to be the greatest swordsman because he made a deal with his friend. He's going to become the he greatest. He made a deal with his childhood waifu, and then just as that was set, she fell she down died. some stairs and died. And, like, really? I, I don't even really. Think Making that up, I think it was literally she fell down the stairs. I was like, "This is the stupidest." It's what? very, very One Piece. From what I've read of One Piece, but... no, because no one fucking dies in One Piece, so it's very uh, not One Piece. <laughs> but um, but yeah, basically, he he makes a deal. He he was learning to fight with two swords because two swords makes you stronger. And then after she dies, he takes up her sword, so he learns the three sword style because three swords is stronger than two swords. Yeah, because he could never beat his. Rival with two swords. So, what's the next logical conclusion? Three and swords. This, uh, his, log- his, his logical conclusion is more swords is better. And then he comes up against a guy who wields six swords, and he's like, "No, no, that's stupid. Three swords is stronger." And he's like, "So mm-hmm. your whole your whole belief system revolves around more swords is better." The I, mean, I don't know. Smoking. And like the way he uses the swords is just nonsensical. Like, yeah, one in each hand and one in his teeth. I was gonna say. One in each hand. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Sure, and then sure. One That's in the like, ah. And like, you hold it by I, the I hand. I agree. It, don't think about it in real terms, but it makes for the striking visual. It's, yeah, like. Yeah, it's also a classic pirate imagery of. Blade in mouth. Yeah, yeah. blade in the mouth, like sliding down the, the galleyway with a, uh, with like a knife in your mouth so you can like, keep your what, hands free. There is like a really famous, I think it's an anime scene from a movie. I can't think what it is. Pirates of the Caribbean. No, yes, anime. the most famous pirate oh, anime. anime. Sorry, sorry, I missed that one. <laughs> I, don't, I, I like the parody pirate of what they do. Anime. I like the parody of they do of the, in the Simpsons. I don't think it was specifically pirate, but oh, uh, okay. Then I stand no chance because now we're on any animated film ever. <laughs> but like, uh, I've got something in the back of my head. It's like a really famous scene, like guys dying. Oh, I'm actually. It's not what I was thinking, but it happens in uh, Naruto in the first arc. One of the guys is dying in. Both his arms are broken or something, so he's like, oh, I'll just stick a knife in my mouth, and then he just fucking annihilates all the mooks. My favourite usage of it is the parody they do of, of it in The Simpsons, where Homer tries to do it, he puts the knife in his mouth the wrong way, he goes, oh, and spits it out and stabs himself in the hand. <laughs> that, <laughs> that one's but, a classic. But Zolo? Yeah. Um, so he is being held up as this... Uh, master swordsman, even though he loses basically every fight he's in. No, 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 no. no. 
he loses he the fight wins. in his backstory and he wins every other fight bar against the greatest swordsman of all time. Say, he basically wins all his fights. The problem is he basically dies in the process. It's it's spheric victories. That's all he can do. Yeah, and so he's like the first person to join the, the main crew. And every time we see him, he's in some sort of state of disrepair. Now, presumably, that's to nerf him a bit because we're told he's one of the greatest swordsmen of all time when we first meet him. He is, in fact, the pirate bounty hunter of great renown. Yeah, the demon bounty hunter or something, where he everyone's scared of him, all the pirates are scared of him, because he's so damn good at pirate bounty he's hunting. He's a real tough guy, but inside, he's just a softy, really. And But then, I'm assuming, they constantly injure him, just so one day they can be like, right, when he's not injured, ooh, he's a force <laughs> we reckoned with. When, when but until then, he's at his full potential. Yeah, I'm guessing that's where they're going with that. But yeah, he's just always got some sort of... He's always dehydrated or gaping wound or some such. I mean, there, there is a particularly striking shot at one point where they rip his bandages off and he's just essentially a human being... Well, no, it's essentially some cuts that happen to have a human being on them. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. And, it's, and again, it's because there is no tie... Especially, I think, once you hit the restaurant, there's no break between that and the next arc. Like, they yeah. literally have to give chase and immediately go into it. So it's like, fucking hell, man. This is one of the things that the uh, the, uh, the Netflix series... I just, like, cycle through my terms in my head there to get the right one. The Netflix series actually does better, I think. Because they don't hold him up as, like, God's gift to sword fighting in the Netflix series. He's just a guy who's really good with swords. And they purposely don't talk him up too much. So that way, when he like fights it doesn't feel like he's a guaranteed win and when he uh, wins it feels like it's earned it and when he loses it feels like it could have gone either way and then they do the whole point where he's injured in the middle and it's fine because he doesn't need to be injured constantly to have an excuse as to why he sucks <laughs> so they do that better in the netflix adaptation i think but in this he's supposedly some god of sword fighting who's mastered a three sword style and, and just yeah he just gets hit a lot <laughs> like a lot he gets fucking dunked on <laughs> but he wins most of the time so. i mean i mean yeah but the exception of the one time where he's fighting the actual greatest swordsman of all time yes he he, he wins all his fights apart from backstory he has to lose his backstory otherwise it wouldn't be much for backstory <laughs> Well, to be fair, the other thing that annoys me with his backstory is like the implication, and maybe this isn't what happened, but the implication I got was that he then took her sword and being like, "Yes, this is how I will use this sword to honor her memory," partly. And yeah, that that was kind of. The... And then his swords just seem to get destroyed on the regular, and then there's a bit right at the end where like, "Oh man, let's get you some super special swords." And it's like, wasn't this one? Wasn't this tied to your childhood memories? Wasn't uh, the, the <laughs> idea that is away? no, no, he, that, that's the one sword he still had. Yeah. Is it? Because they all look the yeah. same, and they, I swear they all I mean, get yes, destroyed yes, at do. various points. <laughs> they, they do, but basically, when, when he's being told about what it actually is, what it's called and stuff, he's like, oh, and he's, I've, I can't remember what it says, but it basically implies that's the sword he got from his friend. Yeah, because I believe the implication was that he developed the three-sword style because he got given that extra sword. He got... He took that extra sword from his dying friend. Yeah, no, I gathered that bit. I was like, just dead friend, like... not dying. De dead friend, yes. She sorry. was in fact not dying. She fell down the stairs and died. She's, she's like, there's only a few people who die in this, Mike. How can you not remember that? I'm sorry. Fucking hell, the amount of times where they're like, and it's they're clearly dead. Like, nah, they they'll get better. 
They got I, I for one quite liked uh, Chapter 99, where Luffy apparently dies. I don't. Fucking don't. <laughs> Luffy is trapped on an executioner's block. How will he escape this one? Well, luckily, we've talked for a few chapters about the rains coming in. So then a lightning bolt precisely strikes the executioner's block, which allows him to go free. The heavens themselves must be smiling upon Luffy. How lucky. And I'm like, fuck. It's just Aww. literally like, I appreciate, you know, if you're reading this as it's coming out, you get to chapter 99 and it's called Luffy Died. You're like, oh, shit. But are you? Are you really? I mean, no. I, no that's anyone who believes that is an idiot. Yeah, because Luffy has been put in multiple definitely gonna die scenarios. I mean, is this coming off of the Arlong fight where, yeah, he if he was gonna die, that was when it would be. No, no, if he was gonna die, it would be when he got a um, chakram stuck in the back of his head. Uh, yeah, okay. Also, yeah, when the hypnotist did fucking stab him in the skull. No, yes. If he was gonna die, it would be when he was about to get shot with a cannon that can obliterate entire cities in one no, that, shot. That one works. <laughs> No, that, Luffy, that one Luffy, works Luffy doesn't take Luffy, Luffy doesn't take bludgeoning damage. He only takes piercing or slashing. But he can still be exploded. <laughs> well, no, because it doesn't detonate. It's a cannonball. It doesn't explode. Yeah, I feel like those ones did because that was the uh, whole point. Yeah, well, it doesn't detonate because he gets bounced back. <laughs> no, that in that particular occasion, he gets shenanigans happen and he gets moved out of the way. I maybe, but like uh, yeah. Luffy, Luffy is invulnerable to bludgeoning damage, so that can't hurt. Which is very inconsistent. And the bludgeoning part is fine, but I don't think he's... it's inconsistent. It's just he can only take damage from like slashing or piercing. He can't take damage from. But not bullets. Cannibal. I mean, bullets aren't piercing. I would say. Famously, uh, famously, bullets don't pierce people. Bullets don't have a point. They do uh, though. They're smooth. They're smooth. They're spherical. No, uh, if they if they were actually the old timey flintlock spherical balls, you might have a point. But these aren't. We see in multiple like slow mo shots that they're actually bullet shaped. So yeah, that should work on him. Ah, uh, I would disagree. I, clearly, I you're correct. Like an actual razor point. Clearly, I mean, you're the correct one here because they don't firing shrapnel as well, which he apparently just shrugs off. Yep. And you know, forces of physics don't apply in this world in general. So fuck it. Why not? Yeah, I I hate Luffy's powers a little bit. Like I. There's nothing really wrong with being stretchy in general. It's just how it's constantly a I can pull out of my ass the one power I need for this situation. But he always waits the longest fucking time to get to that point. I don't think it's that he pulls it out of his ass. He just uses various ways of stretching to hurt people. I do agree that he waits too fucking long in almost all of these fights. But Luffy is a bit of a passive, like not not pacifist, passive. That's the one. Uh, he's a bit brain dead, yes. <laughs> like, he kind of just doesn't get involved until the absolute last minute, even though he's right there. He's like, nah, I'm not going to do anything. Oh, one of my friends is very specifically asking me to help. Oh, okay, I guess so. But also not really, because fuck me, that Nami art where he just sits there passively until she's literally right. bawling her eyes out and asking to help. And then he's like, okay, now I'll do it. Like, yeah, he, right. he just... Hey, do you want to hear Nami's backstory, Luffy? Nah. Like, wow. <laughs> friends there great friends I mean, you know what i don't necessarily mind that part because he's kind of saying i'm gonna help her regardless i don't what who cares about a backstory i'm gonna help he just comes across very indifferent at times like, yeah like, he's, okay. he's super passive is the issue i don't know about that like, he, like he's very happy to get involved in situations he just 
I don't know. He I, just I don't know. Do I shit. feel he has to be dragged into the situations. No, like he's quite happy to like go to these places and get into these situations. Like he's quite happy to get well, involved. He does that when someone else drags him into it. He's never the impetus of getting into it. No, because the impetus is always that he wants to recruit someone to his crew and then shenanigans happy because of that. That is an absolute problem with the format of what we're given. The whole point of these first hundred plus chapters is that he's trying to build a crew and you could have gotten that accomplished so fucking quickly. But no, every single character needs to have an entire arc. That's, like, no, 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 that's not true. Zoro doesn't get an entire arc. I mean, he basically he does, but it, yeah, like it, it <laughs> these co- are the first ones, and his has to be sped run. <laughs> it just so happens to coincide with Luffy's character development and the the, the initial development. To be like, look at this guy, moron, and that's what we get for his character development. And they also showing that the Marines of this world, the supposed good guys, aren't really good guys most of the time. They're just like another pirate force around the world, even though they're supposedly upholding the law. As I say, it, it's less bad in the context of 100, when you, especially when you drop at the end that Luffy is now, by hook or by crook, beating the top three pirates in East Blue, making himself the yes. essential don of that area, as it were. But yeah, it is a case of like, each arc ends up being like, well, he's got to fight a villain pirate. And like, okay, that's not so bad. And then, as I alluded to earlier, but also they've got mooks and we need to fight oh. the mooks and they need to be the better part of a volume's worth of chapters each. And I'm like, God, yes. This is one thing they cut out of Netflix show and thank God they did. Because the oh, thing is, God. like, when I compare it to other things, like, because uh, this isn't saying that Bleach and Naruto don't have mooks. They have mooks, but they also don't have Naruto standing next to the main villain of the arc or yeah. Ichigo standing next to the main villain of the arc. Well, like, talking about Ichigo, talking about Bleach, the best thing I can think of to compare this to is the fake Karakura arc where there's a bunch of characters and I mean like a bunch of characters hovering above a city and they're just fighting each other like and yeah the main bad guy Aizen he's like right there the whole time anyone could go fight him but they actually take time to point out that everyone's in their individual little fights and they're all happening at the same time and like everything is coinciding with each other so for what it's worth Ichigo actually isn't even there from what I remember yeah exactly and Aizen is deliberately separated yeah like there's a reason why they don't just go for the main guy is my point yeah it's like like in when he's invading Soul Society it doesn't just immediately go well okay Bleach is now going to fight Bleach Ichigo is now going (laughs) to fight all the captains no no there are other people going around there's machinations going on I I don't know that that was Ichigo's plan (laughs) (laughs) Ichigo's plan was all right let's just go beat up all the captains ah yeah yeah the, the point is, Bayakuya doesn't go stand next to Ichigo and go, man, look at those kids fighting. I stay for <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like, it, it's... My point is, there's always a reason why they don't just go for it. And if they do try to just go for it, they show you the steps that are in the way of doing that. In this one, it really does just seem like everyone stands around and watches each other's fight. Like, there is this one section, in the biggest section in the middle of what we read, is this whole floating restaurant arc, which we've referenced a few times already. Fuck me. Sanji's arc, yes. Yeah, like, and this that is... must have been, like, 50 chapters. It, it was it's a long not fucking 50. time. It's about 30 to... Oh, it dragged. It's notably the longest one of the three. Part of this, this arc is Luffy fighting the big bad of the arc, which is fine in of itself. Despite the fact he goes on forever, but... No, no it's not. Does. That's the problem. It's not him fighting the big bad of the arc. He, he barely fights the big oh, bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he does fight. It's ongoing in the background for a lot of it, but very uh, little actually happens with it. It's more just he runs at the guy and the guy goes, here's my fifth technical thing. And like, okay, now back to multiple chapters of the other fights. And bear in mind that this is Sanji's arc. 
right? I, yes. So bear in mind, this is introducing Sanji as a character. His role in that fight is to stand off to the side and say and just shout, "Oh no, he's pulled out another weapon!" <laughs> That's his entire role in that fight. Like he this does is your like arc, my dude. He, he participates the earlier. Restaurant. Yeah. In the y- yes, that is the thing. Like this whole area is like full of pirates, essentially, like people who want to defend this place. So they are, are in the middle involved. of the ocean at this point. Like this they one isn't are. on an island. This one actually is in the sea. My point is, it's just like. Just another example of things underutilized so that they can stretch it out as long as possible. No pun intended. No, what what annoys me the most with this one is they've set up all this, so there's already like multiple things going on. And then it's as, my attitude is it's as if Oda gets an idea and thinks, well, I can't wait. So then, bloody, you'll know his name, King Swordsman McGee. What's his name? A Hawkeye. Oh, Mihawk. Dra- Mihawk. Dra- Dracula Hawkeye. Yes, that is actually. <laughs> Dracul Mihawk or something, yes. Right, okay. But yeah, then he shows up in the middle of it, so then he and Zolo have to have his tiff. And also while this has been going on, Nami's fucking legged it to start off her arc early. So Usopp goes to chase after that. And all this is happening at the same time. It's like, calm down, buddy. Yep. Jesus. It's one of the reasons why the arc just goes on forever. Because they have so much stuff going on. I think one of my volume notes is like, remember when Nami left? Because that was like, felt like that was two volumes ago at that point. Yeah, I don't think we actually mentioned Nami. Relevant. Yeah, well, Nami is the third character to join the main crew. Uh, the third crewmate. Yes. Yeah. And uh, she supposedly takes place the place of a navigator slash uh, thief. Yeah. Do you, do you know why, Mike? She's got a map to the Grand Line. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's apparently a thing we need. A map. To the Grand Line. Yeah, like I feel like. I mean, yeah, yes, you do need maps to navigate the ocean. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. in a world that is so governed by ocean antics, you'd think you could just buy an atlas or something. <laughs> like I don't know why it's so rare to have a singular map to the Grand Line. No, I, agree. So I don't important. know why it's rare, but it is hammered home that good cartographers slash navigators are hard. No, to like find. I understand the need for. Like I have no problem with it being a cartographer. That's fine. I understand mm-hmm. that maps in general are apparently rare because no one's made the atlas yet no one's made the atlas yet no but also the grand line is literally the equator go south you'll hit it eventually south and or north respectively (laughs) yeah at some point (laughs) you're going to hit the grand line or you're going to hit the landmass and then you can just follow the coast (laughs) you don't need not that easy but okay it actually is that fucking really not if i stick you on a dinghy in the ocean you're fucked dinghy sure yes yes don't get me wrong and to be clear that's what luffy's using for most of this mike (laughs) no he gets the uh the the merry go going merry which he then loses to nami after one journey yeah he does do that it's really (laughs) stupid Because, yeah. yeah, she just runs off off screen and, like, oh, okay. Sails off. So, yeah, Sails yes, off. okay. Sorry. My bad. Leaving some of the most disposable characters we've ever seen behind. I mean, I would argue Nami was pretty disposable up to that point. Uh, she's. Uh, I, I feel like they do try she, to she make does her. Nothing up to that point. They try to make her more involved than most of the characters, but yes. Uh... The, Writer of this seems to want to keep us guessing as to who the main characters are going to be for some reason. I, the, I don't this, feel that at all. It no, I, I, it was these five. No, I, I, I feel like that is the case because in the, especially in the earlier issues, you are introduced to multiple characters that stick around and seem to have some significance, and then they're just gone, like seemingly forever. 
Like in the very early, we, we meet up with Kobe, which is a a character that he haphazardly re- rescues from uh, another pirate. And this guy's dream is to go and join the Marines because he can see that they can be better than the evil assholes that we've seen up until this point. Better than pirates. Better than pirates, yes. And so he actually sticks around for like a while. He he gets like the proper main character treatment. And yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, no. he sticks around for Zolo's arc. That's it. And then, yeah, he's just gone. And Zolo's arc, as we established, is short. Yeah, but he actually gets more panel time than Z- Zoro does. No, he doesn't. Uh, mm, no. I mean, in those few chapters, yes. But that's most because Zoro... That's because he's quite literally tied up and being starved to death. Like, he's pending execution when but he's... But you can still visit him. You just go over the... Also, one of the many, many characters who just believes promises from psychopaths without even thinking about it. Yeah, nobody is smart in this world. Zolo and Nami both at various points are like, yeah, well, but they promised me they'd do this. Actually, going back to the restaurant arc, that's the entire shtick of one of the villains, is that he can't be trusted, and people keep believing him. No, no, no. Like, I think even Sanji is very clear in that arc of like, you're probably going to betray us, but it, that's not my code. My code is always to help the starving or something. My point was that he's got trauma from his backstory. That's actually a character trait of this pirate is that he yes. is very treacherous. He, he betrays everyone. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like, yeah, he's a pirate. Why would you trust him to begin with? <laughs> he's a literal But pirate. how are we going to prove that Sanji is a re- just a really good guy deep down, that he'll feed even villains? Why does it even need to be said? Idiots. <laughs> like... They're idiots. <laughs> all idiots. Everyone's an idiot. And, and, and everyone calls him everyone out. Everyone except Nami in this thing is a moron. I don't know. I feel even Nami is a bit... Yeah, Nami doesn't really have her moments either. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not all about like character moments, but I'm all like most of the decisions she makes outside of believing a fucking grand evil pirate. Outside of that, most of the decisions she makes are those of someone who has thought about things and has a brain, whereas everyone else is a stupid charge. To be fair to Nami, in this instance, that promise was made when she was like eight, like sure, young and naive, maybe. Like yeah, maybe she doesn't realize that. Maybe the bad guy's lying to me. And to be no, fair, no. I when people start because you're about to say technically, uh, I hate that. <laughs> technically, he never breaks his promise. He, he uh, never breaks his promise. To be honest, I think that's also partly stupid because he's like he's because all that guy cares about in that arc is money, and he makes this clear multiple times that all he really cares about is money. So why not just rope Nami into a contract that will make him more money than the village? I mean, he, that. that's effectively kind of what he's done because he's making her create she is trying to make the first atlas the first global map effectively for him and in the process she's earning money to buy essentially well, no, she's stealing money. freedom she's she's that's her whole point she's so, yeah. when when i say earning money i mean earning money for him it's like she she is getting the money to pay him like I get, all the villains have to be stupidly, hilariously, nonsensically evil. But like, if your pure, pure motivator is money, there are better ways of milking this economy than what he does. And there's better ways than know. piracy as well. Like, I'm I'm not convinced that any of these people actually can make a living from being pirates. Like, I don't know where because they're all they all go after treasure. This this like this this nebulous treasure. Okay, 
I'm not going to say nebulous because we do see a bunch of times throughout people with treasure. Yeah, I mean, but yes, surely but... with the amount of pirates out there and the amount that each individual pirate picks up, surely there's a limited amount of treasure. And what do they want the treasure for? Are they buying things with it? Who cares? I mean, just yeah. fucking, you've got superpowers. Just take what you want. <laughs> they're, not try they're not all trying to get in trouble with the government. I mean, the are pirates you sure about that? are. And if they want to get the government on side, they need money to bribe them. So treasure. And I mean, actually, that brings up the one smart villain in this series. Who's the guy was like, you know what? Piracy draws bad attention to me. So oh, are you not piracy. Are you saying the butler man from butler the man, other character's yeah. arc we haven't discussed yet? Yeah, yes. Butler man whose grand plan was... Stupid. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. His plan ultimately was kind of stupid, but his aim behind it made a lot of sense. I just didn't get because he was like, and I want to live a peaceful life. And I'm like, you're not going to get that if you kill this fucking village. No, but that's the point. He wasn't going to kill the village. He was going to get the village raided, which was going to give the pirates their share of the money. And in the process, the girl he was serving, who was mega rich, was. But oh, that's only going to attract more attention. None of this is going to get him a peaceful life like he wants. But the point is, he, he wouldn't be suspected as being behind it, but he would have benefited from his master's death. By I don't know. The money. butler did its uh, thing for a reason. I mean, it, it is, but also this world. Also, I believe they go up and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> you look exactly like that pirate. No, no, because they caught that pirate. That was the whole thing. I... They, they hypnotized a guy to convince him he was the pirate that he actually was. Okay. This arc. <laughs> Let's discuss the arc first. I feel like a bit. I, I noticed how we've discussed all of the arc without talking about the character it's about. Well, that's because the character is shit. not super relevant. Shit. It's, it's because, again, okay, it's, yeah, this is it's just irrelevant. Yeah, okay, so Usopp is the uh, second to last character we get. His whole shtick is that he is he's a sniper of sorts. And I don't mean like with a rifle, I mean like with a... He's just Slingshot, accurate. Typically. Slingshot is his typical weapon, yes, but he's just accurate when he's like shooting or throwing things. Also, also of particular note is he is the son of of a pirate who serves in Shanks's crew, we find out, who is famed for his accuracy. You say of note, I it it's not. Uh, I, I mean, yes. It's I, a very I, I minor link. It is it is very specifically of note, Mike. It is not an important note, but it is a note. We make a note it, and it's move just on. a way to tie things together in the world. It's yeah. like, oh that this this is a reason to get him to join my crew because otherwise why the fuck would he join the crew? I mean, he wants to be a pirate. He does openly say that. <laughs> he does, but also he's kind of not that great. No, yeah, oh, no not I'm not denying that part, but he wants to be a pirate. He does, but the point is, at least when you go, oh yeah, he's the son of one of Shanks', Shanks crew. It's like, oh yeah, you're coming with me. Like, I feel Luffy would just allow someone if they just said, I want to be a pirate with you. And Luffy would probably um, just be like, yeah, sure. Uh, maybe, Luffy doesn't seem but... to care. But yeah, this, this uh, arc... Is it's a, okay? So every character that we get introduced to gets their own arc. That's good. That's fine. This whatever. is arguably the first of the main ones because Zolo mm. and Nami are more like a mini. Arc. Yeah, it basically has nothing to do with him. Basically, not like he's basically barely present in this. He he informs people of what the status quo on the island is, but yeah, he does very little to change it. Because as soon as he we get introduced to this character, the entire focus of this arc shifted to this mansion with this lady in it and this lady's butler and this woman is heir to a fortune and essentially the butler is 
the long and short of it is Butler wants the fortune for himself. We then find out that he's actually Captain Kuro, which is like a big, famous, dangerous pirate who can move at the speed of light. And he like he's all cat themed and whatnot. And we find out it's him. He has claws for fingers. This okay. and th- this is actually a somewhat smart thing in storytelling because he wears glasses and he pushes his glasses up weird by like putting the heel of his palm into his glasses. And that- that's actually a neat bit of uh, visual storytelling because normally he has gigantic sword claws on all of his fingers. Sword fingers. Yeah, he has like Edward Scissorhand situation. Stupid. Yeah, and so he has made a habit of pushing his glasses up like that so he doesn't scratch his face. That is a neat bit of visual storytelling. It's weirdly written because you think, because the way it's written is you needed prior knowledge of who he was before finding out who he was. But beyond that, yeah, okay, whatever. That's fine, I guess. But this whole arc has basically got nothing to do with Usopp, and it's weird because it's his arc. We're supposed to be introduced to the character and what makes him of value to the story, but it's mostly just him getting he hit. Dies. Yeah, he gets say, hit. The like, whole point twice. is he, he is the boy who cried wolf. And then, and then, magically, when there's actually a wolf and he cries it and no one believes him, he's like, why does no one believe me? I'm like, you, you can't uh, be. No, no he, did, he did actually understand that one. I don't know. It seems pretty un- not understanding of that. Like the point was, he thought, "Oh, people would actually believe him if he was genuine and serious this time." Whereas and the they didn't. Was just and and then they didn't. Like the butler said, "That's why no he one will ever believe you." running off and telling anyone, which is still stupid. And then me. afterwards, he's like, "Oh right, why would anyone believe me? All I do is lie." And then it's just like, "Yeah, that." Yeah, it's a, that one coming. Yeah, terrible. I mean, it's not the stupidest moment in this one. The stupidest moment in this whole arc is when they Luffy overhears the butler and the hypnotist, who's the lead mook for this one, talk about their plan, and then stands up and goes, "I heard everything. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. stop you now, and but I'm going to stand here as the hypnotist hypnotizes me multiple times. In fact, yeah, most people in this arc, outside of one or two, like even though they know it's a hypnotist, just look <laughs> at him. Apart yes. from the lady right at the end when apart from the lady and now one time and yeah no because there's another thing i want to get onto regarding specifically ladies in bleach but i'll let mike get back to his points on this regarding ladies in bleach ladies in one piece which is what i said all along (laughs) i mean honestly it's 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 probably the same point to be fair in both series no 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 Uh, bleach has more than one design uh, oh, that's what you were going with, right? Okay. I'm going with yeah, unless right. they're like unless they're a villain woman. Everyone, every female character in this is a sexy hourglass, and that's it. I feel hourglass is being generous for what. <laughs> but the point is, they're twig. all the same design, pretty much. Oh yeah, a twig with boobs, pretty much with the same and face, and maybe very there'll be some hair. hairstyle changes. <laughs> and the fucking forehead. <laughs> the flat, the five oh, head for days. God. Yes, it's just the fact that they're just all. To the point where, and this isn't like a neat little bit of visual storytelling, is at one point I cottoned on, because I wasn't really paying much attention to them, that the each chapter has like an opening little image, which has nothing really to do with the actual story that's ongoing. It's just some yes. piece of Except world building. it does. Except it does. And at one point, you could see Buggy, post defeat, hanging out with like some long black-haired woman. I'm like, oh my god, that's how they're going to... They're going to slowly build up to... I'm assuming it's either Nico or Boa, Nico Robin or Boa Hancock. I don't know which one appears first, but I'm assuming this will be really up to that. And then, no, it's, it's a Vida. 
who lasted about two chapters right at the start. He lasted about two chapters right at the start, ate a fruit, and now is a sexy hourglass because that's that's all loaded draws for women. So we've got great variety of male character designs, but women, no, they're just they're just sexy hourglasses. That's it. So back to Usopp's arc. But yeah, sorry, <laughs> that was that was my rant. That Oda can't draw women. But anyway, go on. Sure. Uh, okay, so the arc has basically nothing to do with Usopp. He gets hit and goes down and it's effectively not even a part of the story because the story revolves around getting through this masterful plot to for this guy to take over the family fortune. Now, this guy is held up as crazy smart. He's called like his, his nickname is something like Kuro of the Thousand Plans or something. Yeah, he's always got a plan. He's always clever. His super intelligent plan was to fake his death in probably the most obvious way possible. Except it worked. It, yeah, the fact that it worked is not relevant for this. It's still stupid. I mean, it kind of is. He had a hypnotist. He can, I believe that he can make people believe he's dead. I mean, uh, of note, his hypnotist is a fucking amazing hypnotist. Yes. Yeah, hypnotizes himself every time as well. Uh, okay, yeah, apart from that. <laughs> but I mean, he straight up makes people believe they are someone else. He can also hypnotize people to stop being tired. And make them super strong. <laughs> and, heal them. and make them super strong, And yeah. heal them. I, see, I took it less as healing. I took it more of he removes the concept from your brain of, like, that you're see, damaged or that you're thinking, tired. I, I thought that originally. If you're not told that you have limits, you can surpass them, that kind of I, thing. I, if you're not really yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought that originally, in terms of damage you've taken, like, just like, oh no, you just think you've not taken any damage. The problem was people then started getting drawn without any wounds. So they have actually healed. It's like, that, that, that's not how that works. Look, Matt, Oda, <laughs> Oda likes to draw a lot of characters. It's one of his strengths that he draws a lot of Too people. many characters. That, that's a debate you can have, but like he... I, I don't feel it is. Most characters are just so irrelevant. Like, all you need to know I, is... I'm not, I'm not talking about their relevancy and all that, but I mean, it's, right. a, it's a series about pirate crews and he will draw the goddamn pirate crew. It's not just one person standing on a white background. That Shop. is true. That is true. There's every panel, sometimes in a bad way, is very, very full. Yes. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But Yeah, like sometimes it is a little difficult to see what's going on in the panels. But yeah. Uh, this but man... Usopp. <laughs> talking about Kuro now. Fuck Usopp. He's gone. <laughs> oh, I wish he was gone. Man, it's just I like... Mean, his, his, is. his super intelligent plan is fake his death and then... Which he did. Which he did do. Uh, he did all of this. And then... What well, the point is, the faking his death worked successfully for three years. Yeah. Okay, so he's got the fake death plan, and then he's going to get the trust of this woman when she comes of age, and then force, by the time she comes of age, and then force her to rewrite the will to give everything to him, and then kill her. That or in of itself... It like an accident, specifically. That, that in of itself... Let's push her down some stairs. Just push it. That's the only way you can kill anyone in this world. I mean, in the nicest <laughs> way, just poison her. She's sick. No <laughs> question if she just dies. Oh, it's interesting that you'd say that. Uh, go on then. <laughs> so it's it's not so much the fact that his plans are stupid, and they're not like the smartest plans, even though they're held up as like the smartest thing ever. I mean, when when your comparisons are people like Luffy and yeah, okay, this is my I point. Like he's a he's this a is the genius. bar for this is the bar for genius in this world. Well, I mean, for reference, the reasons that he's doing this is because he was apparently a super famous pirate, want, seriously wanted by the navy, and he hated constantly being chased. So the idea was 
he came up with this plan because that way he gets all the money and none of the attention from he the just government. wanted a peaceful retirement but except basically yes except apparently he can't hold himself back from wanting to murder everything in his um, um, okay yeah that that i mean he he's managed it so far for three years he went pure psycho mode and just murdered literally everyone i mean sure <laughs> I'm not saying he wouldn't have cracked eventually. I mean, what what got me is that he sensibly murdered the second in command butler, but then because no one dies in one piece, he was alive. So, uh, not doing well there on that whole psycho murder thing, buddy. Yeah, okay. The Netflix series. Oh, does, does... he actually fucking kill him in that one? Yes. Thank <laughs> like, God. Does, does I he mean... have a better plan for getting rid of the lady? Yes. <laughs> like, this whole arc is done so much fucking better in the Netflix adaptation. So, in the Netflix adaptation, he doesn't invite the entire pirate crew into the village Into the village at any point. The hypnosis guy, not a thing. The whole point of this is he does the whole butler thing. Uh, he has, you know, there's those two random cat mooks. That, Part of that, the crew, yes. Like yeah, the, 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 the skinny one. Cat one. Yeah. The what? Oh, the, you mean on the good guys team? No, no. no, on the, no. On not Zolo's random friends who show up. No, no. no. This is still the, in the... The previous cat... One bodyguard people yeah oh those two sorry yeah i blanked them out my head damn well, yeah, those yeah. two, uh, those two yeah, well, yes but those no, two no, very join... relevant. they're mooks they have to be there for a few chapters those two join kuro in service to this lady uh in the actual this is again in the netflix show but how did they get up the oiled up slope <laughs> don't and <Just> so... don't. <laughs> which way is north sean <laughs> Wait, my village has two entrances. Maybe they went to the other one. I'll be honest, I don't know what you're referencing, but okay. The, uh, the Usopp's grand plan to defeat the pirates is he oils up a slope and then sticks cow traps on it and then goes, right, yes. why aren't they here? And then, oh, wait, there's another entrance on the other side of town. And I think I can hear them over there. It's like, you've lived here for how fucking long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Usopp is dumb. Uh, but yeah, so the whole point in the Netflix series is it is literally just a confidence trickster game the whole time. Like, he's literally just gaining her trust, like, the entire time. And then there's no hypnosis or anything stupid like that. It doesn't bend believability like that. Literally just gets her trust. Uh, 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 right, hang on a minute. Sorry, Mike, you might get to make a point one day. <laughs> I mean, okay, look. I'm hanging on. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe in hypnosis. But in this world where people can eat fruits and turn into rubber, I'm willing to believe someone can be a really fucking good hypnotist and do exactly what's going on here. Okay, side point from what I was saying, something I was going to mention earlier but never got around to it. I actually have no problem with the devil fruit thing in general. It's the fact that everyone else has superpowers as well. Like, how the fuck... <laughs> like, if there's actually a tangible reason why you have superpowers, cool. I'm all on board with that. But why does this man have mind control powers effectively? Why can this guy cut ships in half for no reason? Because <laughs> like these are, one's this stretches... a really good hypnotist and one's a really good swordsman. This stretches believability, is my Hypnotists point. exist in real life. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole yeah, credibility. Yeah, not like that, they about, don't. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, like, um, I like, have You no can cut things in real life. You can hypnotize things in real life, maybe. But, um... Why can this guy move faster than the yeah, human I can see? <laughs> if he was a devil fruit user... Fine, totally fine. Yeah, He's got I'll... the the speedy, speedy fruit. I don't care. <laughs> but 
but no, he can just move so fast you can't fucking see him. Maybe that's <laughs> just his bank eye, Mike. And actually, actually, he moves faster than the speed of light because he does this thing in the end of his fight where he's moving so fast even he can't see who he's killing. Meaning that he's moving faster than light at that point. But not fast <laughs> enough for Luffy to not be able to grab him. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> irrelevant. Actually, what, what he needs is some Sharingan. That's how they get around it in Naruto. Oh, you're going too fast. This technique's impossible. Ah, well, lucky I've got magic. Only they made the so really he would have fallen over. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> in the Netflix series. <laughs> now, hang on, Mike. Oh, oh, do the kid, do the free kids show up in the Netflix series? Does Usopp's crew show up in there? Uh, not exactly. Usopp has some friends, but they are not the three kids, and it's. They're irrelevant. They, they're like in one you scene. You mean he doesn't have a friend called Onion who has his hair styled like an onion? No, no, he does not. Top tier naming. No, all right, <laughs> I, I want to. That's that feels like very Dragon Ball inspired. It I want to do an homage to that. Sure, but yeah, it, the whole thing is it's a confidence trick the entire time. He's literally just gaining her trust, and more importantly, his plan is not to just hypnotize, raid the village, do a bunch of stuff that could just go wrong. He is poisoning her. That's why she's sick in the original, in the Netflix series. Uh, he is poisoning her very slowly over a long period of time. But that does stretch believability is they measured it out perfectly. So she's going to die one day after her 18th birthday. That's a bit <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> and I'll give you that. I'll be perfectly honest. Like I, I actually kind of thought that's where it was going anyway. Because like, yeah. you constantly see like, oh, she's, she's frail, blah, blah, blah. He's constantly bringing her food and drinks and whatever it's like oh presumably he's poisoning her that's his yeah. big grand scheme and yeah that makes more sense and but but and, for that she, you don't she, like in the manga she's magically cured after i never thought it was poison just because the implication i always got was that she'd been a sickly child for donkeys yes years. like the way the manga yeah, puts well. it is that she's literally just sickly but in the netflix show they say she is sickly because she's been poisoned for years and so like that's Actually, a better idea, and it, but the only thing is, it doesn't really lend itself to a big dramatic fight scene at the end, which is probably why the manga does it the other way. Now, but they still manage to get their fight scene in. Uh, well, this in the Netflix this brings show. up an issue I have. The fights in the manga are not particularly. Bad. Oh man, yeah, you've got the same here. Like the fights in the manga, I have no idea what's going on. Like it's just all people, people are lay all limbs at each other, yeah. and then gum gum. Insert word here. It's also yeah. suddenly people are just suddenly in big dramatic poses. Like, yeah, this this is a great action shot. I don't know how we got here. Yeah, it's because uh... it's a combination of like what well, part of Oda's drawing style is that he loves over exaggeration and specifically deformation and over exaggeration. Like, part of the reason why Luffy's a Roman man is because that leans into what he does best. Like, people when they're shocked will have their classic Looney Tunes, Warner Bros. style jaw on the floor things, for example people will regularly be in poses that you couldn't physically do as a human, but that's because it's overemphasis and exaggeration, which carries over into the fight scenes. But it also means then you have no idea what's happening in the fight scenes other than people flail at each other a lot. Also doesn't help that, you know, when everyone's wielding a sword and all the swords look the fucking same. That's <laughs> it. It's they like, all I look like swords, yes. Uh, I mean, yes, but the point is the swords are all drawn pretty much identically. It's all the same style of sword, yes. Yeah. I think that's probably why I was under the impression that Zolo just threw away swords without any regard to them, because they all look the same. Uh, I can uh, believe yeah. you when you say that the one that they name later on is the sword he got given off the lady from his backstory, but uh, there's no way of telling. 
I th- you probably can because I think that's the one with the white hilt and the it other is two the one. It, it is yeah. Hilts. One of them had a white hilt. One of them yes. had a white hilt. Okay. A white hilt and a white. I will take your scabbard. word for it. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the scabbard, but definitely a, one of his swords had a white hilt. The other two were black. But yeah, um, so they do this better in the this whole arc and better in the Netflix adaptation, but it's still an unfortunate miss in terms of just how much sense it makes. So they're trying to be clever, and it doesn't ever come off as clever, but in the manga anyway. And it all just devolves into a very, very long fight I mean, scene. So the first of many like, very, very long fight scenes. The, the thing for me is, like, I don't Not even that long in comparison. In I, comparison, I don't think sure. it's like a bad plan. It's just it had the unfortunate thing of this is a story we've got to tell a story, and oh no, the main characters are here. Oh no, my plans. No, see, I I would agree with you if not for the fact that it just completely devolves at the end. Bear in mind, this guy is supposedly Cur of the Thousand Plans. He thinks out everything in advance. Well, he couldn't think out maybe being interrupted. When he got found out by Usopp, he just says, oh, no one will believe you. Didn't just fucking kill him the way he thought yeah, he'd killed Luffy moments before. But that's... He didn't think he'd killed Luffy. He thought Luffy fell off a cliff. Yes, but he thought he'd killed him. the only issue I have with this, how he handled this particular thing. Because I think he would have killed literally anyone who found out about the plan. Like, he, but he does openly Luffy... say towards the end he's going to yeah. kill all the pirates as well. Yeah, that's like, yeah. we know he's going to kill all the pirates because he doesn't want anyone to know who he is. But um, he thinks he's killed Luffy, so he doesn't have to deal with him. And he says, well, no one's going to believe Usopp, so there's no point in killing him. That's perhaps just going to draw more attention to him. The only problem with this line of thinking is if Usopp runs off and is like, no, no, tomorrow for definite, pirates are definitely coming. Sure, no one believes him. But the next day, when the pirates definitely come... Mm -hmm. Gives him credibility. (laughs) And the lady in the mansion has died, just like Usopp said. All of a sudden, everyone's going to be like, well, hang on a minute. There's also, in this world, piracy is a very real and constant issue. If yeah. anyone at any point said, there are pirates here or pirates are coming, even if, like, we can't trust you, you'd check it out, surely. I think I, the, no, again, I feel the, the idea is that he's been doing this day. every day, yeah. Because it ties into his backstory, as it turns out. But like, it, stupid it was very much the boy who cries wolf. The reason he lies all the time is so stupid. It's it's very silly, yeah. And I think that's like the last little bit you learn about him, and it is very much kind of like <sighs> his his dad was a pirate. I think yeah, yeah. As Phil said he it was, was a yeah, crew. So therefore, he says that every day in the no, sorry. Then his mother passed away, but he was saying that before she was dying because in the vain hope that if he said it, maybe it will actually happen. Was well, because either her or his dad were like, oh yeah, next time. He- comes he'll take them off sailing around the oceans or whatever so it's like yeah. no, no if if he arrives she'll get better he wanted to will it out. into existence and then yeah. so he doing it. became a habitual liar because he wanted to make his own hope well no there's this thing like i can understand him doing it when she's dying on the death yeah like, no, yeah yeah that that makes a certain amount of sense it's like trying to raise morale maybe that'll i mean yeah it's gonna be shitty when she finds out it's a lie but if she's gonna die anyway it's kind of Take your shot, I guess. Uh, it's like in uh, Futurama. <sighs> in Futurama, yeah. the uh, the robot that comes in to make Fry feel better when he's like dying, like, oh hey, Bender's back. Really? No, I just thought that'd make you feel good for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like, yeah, it, it 
might end up backfiring, but it's <laughs> yeah. gonna die otherwise. Like, uh, what you got to lose? I the, guess. the house MD school of thinking, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, it just doesn't make sense why he keeps on doing it. Yeah, or why they haven't just exiled him? Yeah, I don't know, jailed him for being a public nuisance. I don't know. I mean, they kind of exiled. The implication I got was his house was. Off in the distance. I mean, I got so the implication that, yeah, he's not friends with anyone really, but the, the, I'd have thought at some point the mayor or whoever, because this loves a mayor, <laughs> but oddly enough, not here, would be like, nah, you're, you're going, buddy. We're just gonna. Unless, I guess, the sick woman has sway and because she likes Usopp, so. And, until the time he's like, no, no, your butler's trying to kill you. And then she's like, oh my god, how could you say such a thing? Hmm. I hate you, you dirty, dirty pirate. This is a bit extreme in a way it made a little more sense in the context of like what just happened but yeah i do agree it's very much like tempers run high and then yeah but yeah and then usopp gets to come along and then does and is repeatedly highlighted in the next arc how fucking little he does yeah like he's just sort of there like i i really that said i will give usopp credit for one thing because he ha- he has a mook fight in the arlon arc and he fucking speedruns his fight. He does that in like a chapter or two. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't fuck around. He he gets his shit done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, yeah. he's the fastest gun in the West, that boy. It's like, run away. Yeah. And it's like, no, I can't be a coward. Okay. I'll hide in the forest. It attacks him in the forest. And then he just fucking one shots it. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Now I don't have to worry about this mook. Yeah. I actually think that. That thing was longer in the Netflix series. <laughs> I can believe it because that fight is so fast. Especially <laughs> after you've gone through by this point multiple arcs worth of mooks dragging on for better part of a volume. It's like, thank you. Thank you, Usopp. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to read about fucking Octoman and the other guy I can't even remember. But, uh, mostly. Yeah, they're mooks. They're, I mean, relevant in that you don't care, but relevant in that that's a volume. I'd, yes, relevant in that it waste your fucking time, but not that it actually progresses any real story. But guys, first we need to eat. <laughs> I mean, we also we also never talked about Buggy. Man, it's so easy I, to just, just jump I mean, all over the place. we have just jumped around. This. Well, there are essentially four or five mini-arcs in this arc, and we are just jumping around. I mean, Buggy lasts out of volume. Buggy, I would say, is the one fight where I'm gonna I can't believe I'm saying this. They they use like logic and the mm-hmm. strategy involved. Because Buggy is a clown pirate for no fucking reason. He's just a clown, like okay, cool. But don't call him that. No, like yeah, don't talk about his nose. You're clearly wearing a clown nose. What the fuck? No, I, I've got no problem with that. That's a that's a kind of <laughs> that's a thing you do see where it's like you, okay. you're a clown, but if you dare to call it like you think I'm a joke? Ah. Yes, you're a clown. That's your one job. <laughs> no, his one job is being a pirate. And his, he's got he's a devil fruit user, and he's got the chop-chop fruit, which allows him to literally fall apart and control all of his body pieces. He's um, Rayman. <laughs> yes. He's, well, he's more than Rayman, because he can control all of his body pieces independently, and they can fly and... Except for his feet. I don't know. It's how they beat him, Mike. His feet don't fly, so you can grab them and tickle them and he still feels that didn't know if that yeah. was a limitation as such or if that was just <laughs> that's how it went in that fight uh, fair enough i guess but well the way they eventually beat him spoilers i guess the way they eventually beat him is they grab a bunch of his body parts and they tie them all together so he can't reform yes himself. Nami does that in fact 
while Luffy is out there fighting by kicking him in the dick. <laughs> oh yeah, this this this. <laughs> I mean, again, Ma- I like it because it's just logic of like his his face and his arms are off harassing. I think because Nami's trying to steal his treasure at that point. He's like, no, I'll never do that. But because all of his body parts still feel everything, yeah, just kick him in the dick. And down yeah. he goes. <laughs> First yeah. fight where we see Zoro getting stabbed and then he's just always stabbed. <laughs> no, I want to say he was stabbed coming into the beginning. Uh, right, my bad. I feel like he was already uh, pre-wounded when he was on the cross. Because this was a... He wasn't, uh, he wasn't wounded on the cross, to be clear. <laughs> he, was he might dehydrated. be wounded in the escape sequence, though. I know, man. It all blows together. He's just a walking yeah. injury. Like, <laughs> he's just he constantly is. injured, yes. Well, that, that's how they do the big reveal, is all I was thinking. Where, like, oh, we beat him. That was very, very easy. And then all of a sudden, a because, like, Zoro cuts him into little pieces. And then all yeah. of a sudden, a floating hand behind him holding a knife stabs him in the back or something. Yes, something to that effect. Yeah, so that's how we do the big reveal of that. Buggy, because of... The Netflix series, and the people who did not like the Netflix series listening to this are going to be so annoyed that I keep talking about it. But he has gained a bit of a weird thirst trap following. I mean, I'm going to blow your mind here, Mike. Buggy is the main character of One Piece, if you didn't know. I mm, Okay, I, I did know because they definitely put him into main character status in the in the show. Like, he comes back throughout... Like, not just in the throwaway way that he appears in the main town. I mean, as in, like, for example, I mentioned earlier I was reading Impel Down, which is hundreds of chapters ahead. And part of that arc is it's Luffy and Buggy trying to escape this prison. So, yeah, but, like, people are weirdly thirsty for that clown. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at some pictures of him here. Like, I, I can believe that. <laughs> some people some people want to fuck a gay clown, all right? Just... Uh, <laughs> I don't think about being gay for the clown. Phil, Phil... I mean, they can't can be, but... Phil just sitting here being like, it's better not awaken anything in me. <laughs> no, I'm like, just like, I, I despise uh, clowns in the circus, but you know, I get that some people are into that. But this thing, like, as, as far as clowns go, like, yeah, I can see why someone would be like, yeah, I'd fuck that you know clown. What? I've not actually looked at, you know, as the only buy one here, and I've not actually seen uh, Luffy. It's, it's the only one live here reaction. It's the only one here who might. No, I want to see him with makeup, not without makeup. Uh, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be my go to, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> like that that that's my line of thinking here apart from the not saying no part that I, i'm a hard if no you part. were you might but yeah yeah like i can understand why people are like oh yeah i'd fuck that guy it's like yeah hey more power to you because it, it feels more because it, well, it has to be because they're actual real humans and you know a lot sure. of things yes. but yeah it feels a bit more like a more grounded version of a Buggy's design. Like he's, he's not exactly grotesque or anything. He's just like I'm. I'm not gonna fuck that. Buggy the manga version, but you know, <laughs> the live action version maybe. It's just a bit, just a bit weird. Like it's fine, whatever you're into. It's just a bit weird. That's all I really have to say about Buggy. The rest of his arc is kind of just there. Like it, it keeps. See, well, he doesn't really have an arc in this one. In this one, he is mostly just because it's early days at this point. He's mostly just the villain. He, yeah. he is like just over a volume. And it, it he's mostly there to show that the villains have superpowers too. He's he's also there to remind you that Shanks exists. Shanks does, so exist. we can then forget him for about ninety chapters. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that wasn't that was something I wasn't aware of that he was like an apprentice pirate with Shanks, and then in classic Oda style, essentially just ate the gum gum, not the gum gum, the uh, chop chop fruit on by complete accident. Yep, pretty much by accident. Except it was also kind of. Shanks' fault, but not really. It wasn't really Shanks' fault. No, not really, but 
Kind of, but not really. This, this is in the how dare you make me beat you up kind of like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> how dare you make me do this? It's, it's probably like there's very older humor. Like, for example, yes. Luffy for part of that arc is also trapped in a cage. And if you're saying, why doesn't Zolo just destroy the cage? Shut up. But um, he's trapped in a cage. And part of that is that they meet a dog and they're like, oh, there's the key. And then the dog eats the key. Yes. I mean, why doesn't he also not just squeeze through the bars he's made of rubber? Yeah, shut yeah, down. So this is my problem with the Arlong fight. Thank you, mate. I'll tie back to that. So, because he shut up. That's why. He, at one point, he throws a giant fucking fish, and this supposedly like gets his feet wedged into the ground. Sure, whatever. He's rubber. Why? Because he's like, ah, oh, because he gets hit by ink. Because he couldn't possibly dodge that with his beam made of rubber. And then they pick him up as though to throw him in the sea. And again, couldn't possibly just deform his feet to get them out. Or the just... But but Sean, once you're in the water, you you lose the will to this live. Before he was powers. in it, <laughs> but you lose all your powers when you're in the water, Sean. In all the fact, we're now going to stretch his neck so it's above now, the water. See, the thing is there, right? It's because they try and very briefly surmise it. I'm okay with that because obviously, with someone like Luffy, it's not like say Smoker where their power is spewing smoke. Luffy is his entire Change, body Sean. constitution has been changed. So it's not him using his power, it's the people trying to save his life using his power. And he I, doesn't have the will to live, they're literally doing CPR I'm, to try and force him back. I'm going to disagree here, because it's not like Luffy has a magic use powers button on him for other people to use his power. He is always the one using his powers, whether it is someone stretching him or not. But I don't think we've ever actually seen anyone trying to stretch him. Um, well, and also, if you lose your powers when you go into water, and and yeah, it specifically says you lose water. your powers, yeah, yeah. But the point is more again, unlike Smoker, where his power is like an actual like think of it like an equipment. Luffy's is his body has been physically reconstituted. He's not going to touch water, and then it immediately goes back to being regular human capillaries. That, that was Why kind not? of the implication I got from what nah, they said. The like, implication is you lose your power. He loses the ability to use it himself, but he's not using it himself, and because of the power, but, he yeah, has, I would argue he is because it's his body it's not someone like someone else is saying you're rubber now ha 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 yeah no his body is rubber like i agree it's it's i still think it is stupid but i feel it's, that it's the, also just as technicalities the go sure whatever i mean the thing for me is it's just like why even bother including this line if it's not even relevant to what's going on i mean it is relevant uh, he's underwater but but we've built up not. to this point that if you go underwater that's it See, I would be fine with if you get thrown into seawater, then you just you literally sink like a bag of hammers, and that's yeah, that's it. That's fine. I'd I'd be fine with that, and you drown as well. That's fine too, I suppose. Well, part of the course of sinking. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to have an issue with this, is that he's underwater for far too long anyway, so he's dead. Especially yeah, if like, he doesn't have the will to fight that, like hold his breath, say, then yeah, he'd just be dead from that. Yeah, I don't know why they added the you lose the will to live thing. Because that's the thing, he's never really shown giving up the will to live. He's just like, oh, I'm stuck and I'm sinking. I can't do anything kind of thing. It's like It did read to me like an afterthought, like Oda realized, hang on, I, I need a reason why people wouldn't just fight against it. I think the reason it's included is because specifically of Luffy and his rubber ability and basically exactly what happens to save him. Where it's like, great, he's sinking. Why not just stretch his neck so his head's above water? Yeah. Like why? Oh, why not look, just? He's he's fine. Why would he not save himself with his godlike powers? Yeah, it is like oh no, he he can't use his powers, and he loses the will to live. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that. it does feel very retroactive. Like it was just added on because mm, I need to fill in a plot hole, yeah. and it does. It's very clumsy because of that. 
a I mean, lot of the writing say, in this should never have gone into that cool. situation to begin with, so, you know. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, well, let's put it this way. If he can actually, during the Kuro fight earlier, he literally snatches the guy out of the air while he's moving at light speeds. How is anything ever hitting this man, ever? Like, if he can, like, see things moving that fast, how does he not just dodge? Because everything? shut up. <laughs> I think for that fight they were going for more similar to what and I go again it's stupid because again if you move it speed light then what are you doing? I think they were going for more like the Zaraki style of like haha, got you when he's fighting uh Well I assume they were going gun. Yeah, I assume they were more going for like your moves are so predictable. Like I knew you were gonna go for them instead of going for me straight away, so I stretched I mean, why my arm out there in anticipation. Point, just use his net ability This was what I was saying fight. earlier. He just pulled yeah. powers out of his ass. I, I I think it they are all what it they are all him being rubber. Like he's not cheap none of these are like, wait, you weren't doing that, Amigo. They're all just different ways of using rubber. Yeah, they're all like the same stretchy power. He's not like in one scene he just learns the ability to fart fireballs or whatever. That doesn't happen. Like he hasn't because I don't know how they get there, but have you seen art of what his latest version looks like? <laughs> no, not at all. I was gonna say this this is kind of like... I've seen fluffy fifth gear and I don't know how he gets from this to that. I was gonna say this is something i i don't know if i'd call it an issue i mean i think i'm gonna call it an issue i have okay any other shonen by chapter 100 we understand generally how the protagonist is going to get stronger mm -hmm. so in bleach chapter 100 is ichigo waking up in the series got the hollow mask next to him so we know there's something going on with hollow we know there's bank eyes and all that sort of stuff we can see a path for ichigo getting stronger in Naruto, it's the middle of the tuning exam. You know he can learn new techniques that can do whatever. There's whatever's going on with the Nine Tails. There's a path for him getting stronger. In this, I don't know how he gets stronger. It's just he does the new wazzy rubber thing, and it's like I, I know, I know there is something because, as Sean said, I am aware of fifth gear, but I, I don't know how he gets gear one through four. Firstly, I don't. Originally in my notes I wrote first gear, and then because they never mentioned the term at any point throughout this thing, I'm like, okay, so presumably this isn't even first this gear. Thing is, is, this, case. is this zero gear? Is this just normal level power? Yeah. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. So gears are for one of like essentially his like Shikai, Bankai, etc. They're his forms, his Which is later on, right? Yes. Much later. I mean fifth gear has only just happened like the last year. So okay. in the uh anime specifically. I don't know about the manga. Yeah, well, post a thousand in each, I'm going to guess, to put it into the context of, again, this is a 25 year plus series. But yeah, that's his power ups, as it were. And I think fifth gear it's is. It's his super sans. Yeah. He gets stronger in that he starts traveling with stronger people. But yeah, Luffy himself like, doesn't really have yeah, a it's like, to... Because this thing, as sort of as we mentioned, like we've covered 100 chapters, which I think you said was the. Blue East Arc, East Blue Arc. East Blue, because that's the name of the ocean they're Na in. Name of where they are, yeah. And supposedly this is the babies. Yeah, part I of mean, the I'm assuming if I look up now, One Piece Volume 12, because they all say the Arc title on them, so I'm going to assume it will say Grand Line on it. And yet we're told Grand Line is a horrible, brutal place. People just like. Baroque works. And... Okay, it doesn't say Grand Line. But <laughs> the, the point is, like, this is definitely the first arc, is what we've read. The um, first main arc. And yeah, so it kind of comes across like, well, the whole point is they're trying to get to the Grand Line because that's where the One Piece is. He wants to be king of the pirates, blah, blah, blah. But presumably, all the fights he's had to now, which I'm not going to say he's struggled with, but certainly, like, you know, he's definitely had a solid fight out of the villains. He's going to come across even stronger people. And it's like, 
there's only so many wazzy rubber techniques you can come up with before you're just going, we need to make him strong. And it's like, well, how does that happen? Bear in mind, the vast majority of his rubber techniques are he stretches out a body part and lets it snap back. But but this is kind of my point. Like All his techniques are largely the same. There's only so much you can do with it. Like the net was the most innovative thing we saw him do, in my opinion. Yes. Because he stretched his fingers to make a net. Like a, a mesh net kind of thing, yeah. interlacing his fingers. Yeah. I mean, he does, he does use them later on for travel purposes rather than, rather than attack purposes. But no, I do agree that they are for the main. It's just like, he, clearly he's got to power up in some way. And I mean, that is a shonen trope, effectively. Like, aha, they've got the brand new shiny form because everyone's got to go Super Saiyan. First of all, you have to bear in mind that this, is, this may be 100 chapters, Yes. But it is definitely not what I'd say is equivalent to a standard Shonen 100 <laughs> chapters. Because exactly. those fight scenes are so fucking long. I, okay, I would argue that fight scenes are generally... Oh, no, they are. Like, I know the, the whole... We've all read trope. Bleach. We're all like, aware of how long... We've all watched ago. Dragon Ball Z, which is four episodes of shouting yeah, and have. then somebody does laser beams. You are, I ain't watched Z. My point is... I know that extended fight scenes are a thing in Shonen, but th- this is the longest fight scene I've seen in any Shonen I've read. I, it, it really no. is. No, I've read Cersei Alapolo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read that as well, but the thing is... That was five volumes, Mike. Yeah, it's one fight, though. Yes. One fight out of all of those fights, whereas every fight is this long in, in this manga. I, like, and, okay. Don't get me wrong, I, I like the fights. Most fights are about a volume at longest. It's just the fact that each arc has several of them and they're all back to back. I like shonen fight scenes. I do. But man, it's just like when they're constantly pulling out their next trump card and then we're dealing with that and then the next one, then we're dealing with... For me, it's also that they're all... Once you get past the opening bit, they all, all essentially pace very much the same of like you have the introduction where we introduce all of the players and all of the villains for it. Then we'll get to about the midpoint, which is usually when we get the backstory drop. And not necessarily for the main characters either. You might get a backstory for the villain pirate or backstory for some of the side characters of that mini arc. And then you go into the mook fights and that'll generally be about a volume, even though you're looking at them going, this is meaningless. And then another volume for the captain fight. And once you've gone through that loop about three times, you're like, I'm done with this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the worst offender of this is very much the whole restaurant arc. Where that happens multiple Ugh. times, that whole cycle happens multiple times. It's the fact that they get the, the rest of the one for me. It's the fact that he gets interrupted in the middle because he thinks of, oh yeah, we'll have the Hawk guy show up as well now, and it's like, yes. please stop. <laughs> that doesn't help. It's, it also just feels so out of place in a way. No, I agree. That he just rocks up, doesn't even really seem interested in Krieg because he then gets his fight with Zolo and then fucks off and like the, this is the thing. What? So like he, he is Zolo's character arc. Yes. Like, Zolo's like, I am not prepared for this fight, but my whole life's goal is beating you. So I have to take this opportunity while you are here, even though I'm going to get fucking destroyed. And it's like, ah, uh, it's like, nah, just, just don't have him appear. Hmm. I agree. Like, all, all you're doing is you're just showing, yes, look how weak our main cast is. Because they've already, refer- like, just stick him to be, like, the first thing in Grand Line. Because they already referenced that, you know, Krieg's been essentially routed from Grand Line because of this guy. Yeah. So have that be a building up arc for thing. And then they can't go to it immediately because Nami's fucked off with the boat. So now we have to go chunt her down. 
And after that, I'd be like, we're going to Grand Line. And Zola would be like, right, and now I'm fully rested. I'm going to fucking show this swords person who's boss. But no, they just jam it in the middle of the restaurant fight. Also, you wouldn't even have to have him be like, oh, show him who's boss. You can still have him lose that fight. You can still have that character moment. Yeah, I mean, no, if he, if he, beat, if he beat the guy on his first try, it would be a bit... <laughs> Whoops! But, but yeah, it's just like, why? Why do we need this fight here and now? Does it? It doesn't really. I'm too busy wondering how they're gonna set fire to the ship in the middle of the ocean. Why do we need this guy? I, I mean, that is actually a legitimate concern. I. Well, it's not. Fires really in good. the middle of the ocean are actually really dangerous. No, I agree they're really dangerous. But from the point of the fight we were, I was like, everything in this will be soaked, and good luck setting fire to damp wood. Ah, uh, okay, yes, that'll give Ship fires are crazy easy to start because, you know, they use tar to block all the holes and stuff, which is hella flammable. <laughs> so... I, uh, the way the way it was presented that one, especially because they were fighting just some random guy who has a shield for a body, or is wearing a shield, oh, I, I hate that guy. actually tell. Oh yeah, so do I, because that's a volume. I hate that guy. Also, so how does he start to fire? No, that's just his next power. That's his bank card. That, that's his next thing, yeah, he just starts <laughs> to fire, yes. Alright, yeah, sure, why not? I was almost, li- I almost like that fight because they're like, oh no, how will Zolo get past this guy when he has like invulnerable shields? And then what happens is the captain throws Luffy and Luffy happens to smash into the back of his head, smashing the guy's face against his shield. So he falls unconscious with a nosebleed. I'm like, perfect. Brilliant. Oh, that's not it. We're going to go for another one. No, no, because you see, Sean, the guy who's never been injured has been injured. Therefore... And then they talk about what happens when he gets injured. Yeah, like, but, he's uh, never yeah. been injured. but he's never been injured though. So how do you know? Shut up. <laughs> I hate that character so much it's especially because he just character. the character design, ugly as shit the character's powers are, haha you can't hurt me that's it, except he also learns to fart fire. I think it's just comical kind of like, <laughs> it's just the shield with arms and legs but then also, it like, keeps so, okay. going it just, yeah, yeah, but then he keeps going Yeah. So, so he gets injured, so his genius plan is now you've made me upset and angry so I'm going to guarantee I win this fight by setting fire to everything while you can't hit me. And it's like, hang on a minute. You're covered in metal and you want <laughs> to start a fire. <laughs> yes. You've not thought this through, And this, is, this is in the arc where the pirate captain's grand plan is that he wants to take the restaurant ship so that he can use it essentially as a floating decoy. <laughs> Mr. DM, can I please use heat metal on their armor? No, no, on your armor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on my own armor. It's like... You- yeah, go for it. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know. Is that more annoying or is it more annoying that the first mook, the mook in chief for that one, is a guy who is infamous for being cold hearted, just a true psycho murderous killer, but because he got given one plate of food once. <laughs> yeah, I'll let Sanji live. Uh, Honestly, I, I feel I like. mind that. I feel I, like the entire arc is a wash. Like, I, I is, hate the whole arc. I mean, yeah, they're at sea. But no, I. Introducing Sanji as a character. Sanji, yeah, not pointless, but terrible. I mean, again, this this is my issue with a lot of crew introductions. It's just, do you really need this big of an art? I say for most of them. Actually, Solo was fine. Nami was fine. It was a volume with Boggy. Yeah, there is one. Other than the fact Nami was irrelevant in that entire art. I don't mind taking your time to implement and introduce characters. I feel those aren't the bits that I would cut down. The bits I would cut down are the fights. Like, I Uh, keep the backstories. Because I feel that is one of Oda's strengths of like adding surprising levels of emotion and nuance to fucking characters you didn't think you'd care about. Uh, I guess th- here's, here's this dog in the buggy story. Let's give backstory on that and make you actually care about this random ass dog. 
No, I don't give a shit about Hachiko. Just irrelevant. Wow, heartless pair of Hachiko arc completely irrelevant. And is then 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 say we've got the whole thing with the main chef Red Shoes Zeph or whatever he's called when he was a pirate. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, actually, he's got a travelogue from the one year when he was in the Grand Line, and that's valuable information, and that that's just gone. You think, oh, he's going to give it to Luffy as a thank you, like, here you go, it'll help you on your journey. No, just great. Why, why bother? I mean, why bother is a really good thing for that entire arc. I do think that again, Netflix does it way better, and I appreciate that Netflix has got the best part of twenty-five years of hindsight to fix this shit they do this whole scene so much better i don't think it's great in the netflix show either but i think the arc itself is fundamentally flawed uh the key point that they do in the netflix adaptation they get rid of krieg that whole the pirate of that scene get rid of him so his entire arc, his entire crew everything energy end up joining them then they they sort of combine uh aspects of uh nami's arc into that so the bad guy that shows up that has to be defeated there is actually arlong right so they introduce the arlong stuff at that point and that means that makes some sense yeah yeah, it 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 makes it more concise as well and just cuts out a lot of the useless bump of the scene because yeah like arlong shows up is a general menace and then he becomes like the person that they have to defeat and of course it also means that we get set up for arlong being ridiculously powerful and unbeatable because they try to be him in that scene and they can't they ultimately lose so oh yeah, yeah he's a fish man and fish man are better than humans <laughs> yeah they don't really explain That's that very well in this. yeah they're, they're, there's a, there's a bit of racism? nazi nah. there, there's a little bit of fish nazis a little bit yeah just pay, just pay him and he won't do anything to you <laughs> i mean that that's not how racism works He's still going to say, no, I'm superior to you, even though you've given me money. But he won't kill you. Again, you don't... Good, I guess. I mean, yeah. If anything, he has the most morals of all the villains. No. (laughs) (laughs) Still no. Which which villain do you think has more moral than him? I have to pick. Let's think about it. Uh... You have to pick. One of them uses chemical-based weapons, which is against the Geneva Convention. Yeah, all so, of them uh, are very willing to just level entire cities. I mean, Buggy wasn't... Unless I'm forgetting something, he wasn't... Buggy, Buggy, too... Buggy, Buggy balled an entire city. I mean, <laughs> yeah, don't Buggy get me wrong, but they all destroyed a city. That's what he calls it! He, he does call it that, yeah. No, Kuro didn't, Kuro didn't level a city yet. Kuro is a psychotic murderer! And yet, he might be the most moral of all of them. <laughs> no, because he's no. for no reason. Arlong, you have no, to give always, him a reason. He always has a reason. That reason Kuro... may not make sense, but he has a reason. Kuro definitely has a reason. He just, yeah. He just doesn't think twice about his his reasoning. <laughs> He's quite happy to let the children be murdered. As I say, I like. I know, I'm not saying Arlong is an upstanding representation of morals. God no, but you know, you have to give him a reason for him to kill you. The problem like, is that reason is you looked at him funny. I g- generally, it's either you didn't pay. And he makes that very clear from the outset. Or you're harboring weapons, which he also made very clear from the outset. Thoughts of rebellion? Oh, better quash that. But I am not saying that he's upstanding citizen. I'm just saying I mean, that again, he... This comes back to the whole point of pirates. Generally not. But yeah. he's, he's the one who generally gives you notice. 
Some does, people give you eviction notices, he gives you does, murder notices. Does, does, you notice the whole point, as we find out, is one day he just rocks up and is like, give me money or I'm going to murder you until I've got the relevant number of people for the money provided. I, I didn't say it was fair. Yeah, he does I do... I did. He kind he of also... Notice. Does, he kind of does a slavery as well. A little bit. Yes. Oh, no, again, again, fish racist, absolutely. Uh, fish but, Nazi, know. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going that far. I am. <laughs> That's a whole can of worms that I'm not remotely qualified to talk about. But uh, I, I feel of all the main, of the psycho villains, he has at least a code, um, which none of the others really seem to. What are we talking about? Zeph has a code. Zeph wasn't one, a villain. Which one's Zeph? He was. The oh, the, yeah, he was. Um, he was he, a villain. He, he did. He was a pirate. He, he yeah, was. this thing. He was a pirate. I wouldn't necessarily go as far as to call him a villain. This brings such. me back to. People don't know what pirates are in this world. Yeah, yeah well, this kind of thing. Because well, no, like... it's a shonen manga for kids, Mike. Of course, they're not rapists. <laughs> no, but that doesn't just... seem to stop some of the things we read, which aren't shonen mangas for kids. Well, just look at Luffy. He he is a pirate. He wishes to be the pirate king, the king of the pirates. He have we seen him steal anything? Do any nope. plundering? Do anything nope. remotely piratey? The closest thing he does is just sail around. He has a Jolly Roger. Oh, that's that. That was another thing that caught me off guard. The fact that's just a throwaway for a few pages at the start of the chapter. Yeah, All things this it... thing. That's not one that gets like a lot of story to it. It's just uh, we need a Jolly Roger. Uh, there you go. And we did it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> like what? Because <laughs> everything else takes five years. It's so surprising that that one takes literally five pages. Yeah, the pacing in this is awful. <sighs> Awful, yes, Weird. but it's strange, yeah, because they spend so much time on some things and, like, no time on other things, which you feel like should have at least a bit more time devoted to it. He'll happily spend crazy amounts of time talking to completely pointless side characters, giving them a weird amount of panel time, and then just discard them, but then you'll have things like major character points and plot points and stuff will be like over in a single chapter or a single page sometimes. I, mean, I don't think it's bad to give essentially one arc only characters backstories and depth like it helps especially considering these things generally would be lasting what like four or five months each. This, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with doing spending a week or two to do that to establish some more emotional stakes and all that but yeah it can over, over the course of all of it it can feel a bit weird sometimes that like you've, you've spent what, like, ten chapters worth of the hundred overall on irrelevant characters? Yeah, like, I'm not sitting here saying that they should have spent an entire volume coming up with the Jolly Roger symbol. Like, no, that. not at all. But they should have given it more, like, more gravitas than they did, right? It yeah. was literally just that, ah, fuck it, that'll do. But, like, this is it, such it an iconic... longer on the actual filler chapter of Guy in a Box. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love that chapter. It's so oh, no, stupid. I loved it as well, because, you know, when everything else you're reading is, like, 50 chapters long, well, not actually, <laughs> but... Like, it's just a random little, we go to an island, we meet a guy, we have a mini little adventure, we go away. I, right, I have a problem with it. What's the problem with it you have? Why didn't they get him out of the box? No, he I, liked I the box. he said that would kill him. Uh, did, it, did he? Would it? I think he implied that his body has now evolved into such a way that if you took the box away, it's probably just going to spill out organs everywhere. I don't think that's how that works, but... Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, tell me the physics of this world again. Tell me I the mean, physics of being trapped in a box. Uh, yeah. Or being a rubber man. 
Again, that's fine because of Devil Fruit. Why does everyone else have powers? Can you just wake up one day and decide to be a magician? No. My favorite part is they went, oh, there's treasure on this island. We searched this entire island, but not on this random rock. Why would it be up there? That's crazy. It's hard to get to. They were there for three weeks. You can't search it if it's hard to get to, Sean. That'd be a terrible place to hide something. Stupid. Like, why even bother at that point? You know what? I thought the end of that arc was going to be as well because they went, oh, they're empty. And I thought, ah, so he's going to move into that chest now. He's going to be living a life of luxury. <laughs> nah, they just leave him there. What? Like a <laughs> hermit crab for treasure chests. <laughs> yes! <laughs> all right? I, I was not thinking that at all, no. <laughs> like, I, I legit thought it was going to be, all right, come join my crew. You can be random mook number four. I mean, uh, admittedly, I knew. I I knew yeah, I knew that wasn't because. In the same you know, way, I knew Kobe wasn't joining because his character, to be fair, his character wasn't really the right fit for that. Especially no. when he said his dream was, I want to join the Marines. I'm like, so you're not joining. Got it. Oh, well, I fully expect Kobe to just show up like the 500 chapters later, but he's like oh, this huge edge guy and he's now the antagonist for the arc. I, I oh, no, I don't, I don't think he'll be the antagonist, but I feel that like the world Oda sets up is that very much like characters from the past who you might. They might have, to use context Michael get, the Grahatia moment, where in five years' time they just show up and you're like, who, who are who you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> am I supposed to know who that is? Oh, I am. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen character for those not in the know. Is there much else to even fucking say about this? I want to say we've gone through most of my main points I like to cover. So I'm just it's gonna... just... It's just so much, so much just waiting for the next plot point to even show up, I find. It's waiting for the plot to show up, yes. Yeah. I no, I never had that, because I always knew that the plot was pretty much, we need to recruit X people into our <sighs> ship, and then we'll go to Grand Line. And that's, as it turns out, that was the all 100 chapters, which I wasn't expecting at the start. <laughs> but This thing, I feel like, the, I said at the start, skip 100 chapters, and you can start reading one I honestly feel like you're pretty much there like it's it's only really just starting the story like literally I agree I, with that but i don't think you can just skip I, like yes i i am exaggerating but yeah i don't think you could just skip it but if someone gave you a single page of these are the characters this is yeah, generally like, a paragraph of what happened so far you you're missing nothing by skipping this say so read, read chapter one because yeah like of course yeah. You you need to know that these are the characters on the ship. The only really important plot points that we've met done so far, I'd say, is the Arlong stuff, and uh, like I, I'd say uh, that is actually I mean, fairly important. It also establishes that there are non-humans. Yeah, I I, I think the Arlong sure, stuff is somewhat important. There are non-humans. I feel like it's important that we started with Kobe and he went off because I reckon he'll be back. I don't know that for a fact. I've not read the rest. It's important but... that you meet that female pirate villain who then shows up 90 chapters later. Yeah, I don't as think an hourglass, As a sexy hourglass. With her own fucking gum gum fruit for some reason, but go on. I think you can literally list off the villains and you don't even need to say anything else about them. I feel you need to do more on Buggy, but that's mainly because Buggy is a bigger character than... The point is, you could do you could get easily... Away reading up to the end of Buggy. You can easily get away with a very short synopsis of these first hundred chapters and not miss a beat. So you mean the first Netflix season? 
Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Which not, alert. not to take away what I assume your conclusion is going to be, but uh... oh my god, spoilers! <laughs> read, read up to the end of Buggy because that's two to three volume. In fact, I've got volume oh, three here. I think Buggy ends in three, right? Yeah, Buggy ends. In yeah, three, there's the fucking guy in the chest. So yeah, you've got to read about twenty-one chapters. Oh my god! <laughs> what what we got after that? After that, after that, it's the restaurant stuff, isn't it? No, no, uh, sorry, it's, uh, it's Mansion after that is Girl. the butler. Yeah. Just basically, then say they've got Usopp joined them. They found a boat. Whatever you can skip everything else in that arc. God, when you say when we start talking about all these characters, it really sounds like a lot happens, <laughs> but it doesn't. A lot does happen. It's just that the same pattern happens multiple times. I'm quite happy for the to cut down the restaurant arc. We complain about it a lot. What I would do, and you're welcome to disagree. They get to the restaurant. They get into a situation. That requires them to stick around for a while, whatever that situation you want to be is. We meet I mean, Sandy. They do that originally because they he, do, yeah. Because the marine attacks him for some reason, so he rebounds the cannonball into the restaurant, and then yep. ostensibly that's the reason for sticking there until. And that's that's up. fine. So keep that part. That's fine. Uh, we meet Sanji. We get Sanji's backstory, and that shows us to why he's sticking around in the first place and such. Because I actually don't mind his backstory section. Yeah, why does he join Luffy? Basically, he gets forced off the restaurant. Well, that's the thing, because they all were like, they all shit talk his food, mm-hmm. and then they all openly talk about this behind him. But then Luffy openly says, I'm not taking him with me unless he actually wants to go. And then he wants to go. <laughs> Basically, Sanji overheard them and was like, oh, they're doing this for my sake, because I won't go. But if he if he really did sake. want to stay, because they're all just like, oh, he had a glint in his eye. I'm like, did he? Really? Like, oh, he smiled around Luffy like, okay. They can just be friends. Sanji's goal is he wants to find the All Blue, I think. The they call All it, Blue, yes. Which is basically a mythical bit of ocean where any kind of fish can be found. All the oceans drain into it. He could so do that himself. He doesn't need nothing. I, I don't know. Well, the point is, no one knows where it is. And, and he's not going to find it if he stays at the restaurant. It just it felt a little forced to try and. Yes, it does. It does. Compared to the rest of them who all join. Of various re- levels to their own intent. I mean, part of the issue is basically that when we need a cook. Yes. Why, why, I got why no problem with cook... that. I mean, yes, in general, I have no problem with that, but it then becomes, why would a cook join? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just... A deal they should have lent more onto, and they do do this a few times, that he is infatuated with Nami, which he is, but uh, he's infatuated with anyone uh, with a pair of boobs. Yeah, so exactly. He is Brock from Pokemon, yes. But, uh... So the way I would do it is, they turn up, have to stay there for some reason, we get Sanji's backstory, maybe like a ruckus breaks out, doesn't have to be the, as big as it was, and then eventually we get down to uh, Zeph, the chef man. He sees that Sanji's not going to accomplish his goals here, so he effectively throws him out. And then that's it. And then he's like, I'm going to join your crew to accomplish my goals. I'll go with you as far as I need to. And, but then he actually stays around forever. You know what, I think you could even do it even better. Probably, yeah, but I think to get the same things accomplished, that's all you need to do. But I think, like, we find out Zeph went to the Grand Line, he was there for a year, he's got a travelogue, and Zeph was supposedly at one point himself searching for the Old Blue. Just say, like, here is the rumours I found. It is out there somewhere. Continue the dream. Mission accomplished. I mean, yes, that too. It would, yeah, I mean, considering he's already inherited his kicking style, as we learned. 
Um, yeah. Yes. Although I don't know if they ever actually explicitly say that, but you know, it, there's no reason you wouldn't explicitly say it. But it's you wouldn't. There's no reason not to infer it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an inference, but um, the implication. This chef is... pirate was famous for his kicks. Here's Sanji. And Sanji can also kick. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it's like a he literally taught him kind of thing. I think it's more a kindred flames type situation. Right. Like he yeah, has a yeah. kicking style and. He also developed a kicking style because he looked up to him kind of thing. I think it was sort of learnt through mimicking kind of basically the reason we learned they kick rather than punch or anything else specifically is because a chef should never use their hands for anything other than cooking. So yeah, and you want to beat someone up, you've got to kick them. And that's uh, the thing which finally gets Sandy to agree to come aboard because Zeph oh, that, punches that was, him. That was the other thing yeah. that, yeah, that did happen. But yeah, that, that was the other thing. Because like, they do all shit talk Sandy's cooking to try and force him off. But I'm like... But in the 30 chapters or so prior to this, they've all been shit-talking each other the whole time. Yeah, just bans, in it? So how would this be any different? I think that's the difference. I think before it's like, oh, this is very clearly just some bans. Like, oh, your cooking's a bit shit today, isn't it, mate? I, I don't know, man. If they're all shit-housing each other the whole time, then, you know, to the point where they're all fighting each other or on the brink of fighting each other. The whole time. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. this entire restaurant is the definition of a hostile work environment. <laughs> A literal hostile, hostile work, work environment, environment, hostile eating environment. Just like, why do people come here? Because <laughs> it's a popular restaurant. <laughs> yeah, and apparently, just give Sanji puppy dog eyes. You won't have to pay. There is that too. Yes, because whoever is hungry should eat, or something like that. It's a terrible way to run a business. As, as I say, he got a bit of trauma in his backstory. A, a bit, yeah. And now he feeds literally anyone. Well, I, I literally, I, I really enjoy the backstory. It's stupid. Don't get me like, wrong. Yeah, don't get me but wrong. I don't mind his backstory. I actually like, like the whole backstory. I wouldn't mind it if A, he hadn't been starved as a kid for 50 days. Yes. Because he'd be dead. Definitely also, believability, yes. There's a throwaway line where at one point there's a storm and a ship goes by and he's screaming, but, you know, couldn't hear him because there's a storm. But mm. then when the ship does come back to rescue them, they're like, oh, man, yeah, you must be the kid we heard chatting three years ago, three months ago in that storm. I'm like, fuck off. Just, <laughs> yes, that, you didn't immediately come true. back. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I can understand. Oh, maybe they can't get to him because of the storm. You know, going near rocks and things when it's storming. For three fucking Bad months. <laughs> maybe they had a schedule to keep. God, you know, if they don't get it there by thirty minutes, then it's free. I don't know. It's just why? Why <laughs> just don't? Just don't. Overrule. Much like I think with you kids in that line on the fruit. Just don't. Don't include that line. Just. That, yes. asks, that raises so many more questions than you needed to. Just have it be another ship that showed up. When it is one line out of whatever, you wonder if it's a localization issue or like I something. I hope it was. Yeah, like you hope that it's like that wasn't really what it said before, but this is the one that made the most sense in English comparatively. But yeah, it's it does again, like many things in this manga, it stretches believability. And you'd think in a world that's like got full of wacky, super-powered psychopaths, you'd be like, oh, it doesn't really matter. If they say it's real, it goes. Like, what goes, goes in this world. But no, you can't just, you can't just make shit up as you go along. There has to be some grounding in the reality that you have formed, that you have created. You can't just make it up. It, just, it, has, to, it has to make sense within its own logic. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just infer that most people are human and then have them regularly surpass any and all human ability. <laughs> it's one thing to be like, grr, I'm gonna grit out wounds, even to the insane extent Zola has, but yeah, the star maybe one was like maybe the one of the pieces of food in his bag in his backstory was the starve starve fruit. I don't know. 
<laughs> That's why he can starve and not die. Uh, I can't, can't give Sanji a fruit power. That'd be silly. <sighs> yeah, you can just like... keep those relatively. And I mean, to be fair, it does keep them relatively on the damn low right now. Like as I say, we've only met four Devil Fruit users, and one of those is barely like borderline because she literally just uses it once. In fact, no, two of those only appear in like the final five chapters. So you know, for the main, they keep that shit on the damn low and instead go like here's Craig and somehow he has the world's most fucking technologically advanced marvels <laughs> yeah he fucking... is a walking armory here's my shield which then splits into a bajillion bazookas like alright buddy like on a physical level where are you keeping the ammo for that like where does that live <laughs> sounds painful Some like I don't mind to an extent of being like how how was he one of the best well because he just fucking wears insane armor and has all this yeah. bullshit because really, he himself is that strong. It's just, yeah, he is a walking nuke. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's eminence and shadow all over again. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> become the nuke. <laughs> He's halfway there. <laughs> but yeah, the, the stretches believability again, especially when Luffy's magical strategy to beat him is keep running at him. <laughs> yeah, if you keep hitting the impenetrable armor, eventually you'll break it. It's actually something I read in a different series, which we might do at some point. Basically, guy learning to like fight, box, kind of thing, and he's like, "Right, here's the trick to winning: you don't have to be stronger than the other guy; you just have to keep getting up." It's like stupid logic, but it kind of makes a weird amount of sense. Oh, uh, yes, the uh, the Homer Simpson. Yeah, I was gonna make yeah, another yeah, Simpsons yeah. reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it is very much just like yeah, yeah, you just keep letting them hit you until they get tired. <laughs> Not necessarily that, but it's more like if you keep getting up and if they just, once they're down, they're out, yeah, you win. doesn't matter if they've knocked you down ten times. You're going to be the one... I mean, it does end. if it's judge scoring. <laughs> and it, it does if you're fucking... Yes, we're not talking in the context of actual boxing here. It, it oh, matters sorry, with okay, Krieg fine. in that fight as well, because he also gets defeated several times in that fight. Oh, there are several times where a mook seems to get, or like a captain gets knocked out in like one moment, and you're like, "Oh my god, yes, it's this over. Is it. I'm free." <laughs> this is like they've—he's decided to do a quick win, and then no, it keeps going. I, I, I don't think I ever thought that. It's another trump card. I, I was always just like, "Okay, right, I'll see him in a couple of chapters." Oh no, yeah, it was to that point when the way that Arlong loses is that he gets his house brought down on him, and firstly, weird that that was the thing that defeated Arlong. Secondly, weird that they were like, oh man, will Luffy be alright? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Made You've seen what he fucking survived before now. Why is a <laughs> bit of rubble going to stop him? Yeah, he could but also, I was waiting for the it. bit where, like, well, that, that can't have killed Arlong. <laughs> he must be yeah. fine. I mean, no, 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 that, that's it. I'm like, no, he must be coming back. I'm like, no, no, here's the corrupt Marine. We're going to beat them up now. I'm like, wait, that was it? <laughs> yeah, the Arlong fight did feel very, very short by comparison. It was really long. But it felt short. The, the actual fighting aspect was quite short. Yeah. I'm guessing that's because it was essentially a two-part fight. I think it was more, it was just like, here's Arlong, he kind of kicks everyone ass, then we're going to get Mooks rounds one and two. And then it's, oh look, Luffy's back in the He does some cool that. stuff with his teeth, which I did like, and then, but yeah, I, we did a chapter or two there, and he's dead. And Also, the other bit that annoyed me with that fight is at one point, Arlong impales himself into the ground with his nose. Mm. Yes. But he apparently can just get out, out of that immediately like phony phony someone else could have done that when they were stuck <laughs> hey, hey look clearly Arlong's a master of pulling out 
I, I mean, Luffy's not got there yet. Is Arlong a master pulling out, or is Luffy just that fucking stupid? <laughs> he just loves being all in, baby. <laughs> hey, I mean, l- let's let's be fair, right? right. Luffy was, is made of rubber. He couldn't possibly deform himself to get out. Arlong with his nose, which is specifically shaped, Serrated. so it gets stuck in stuff. No, that's very easy to pull out of things. Come on, like it, you got to be fair to him now. Like designed to do maximum damage on the way out. Yeah, like, yes, it's designed to do like to get like pull as much with it as possible. Easy. Does he ever actually stab anyone with that? Uh, uh yes. I think Luffy kind of gets a bit stabbed by it. Maybe Luffy gets stabbed a lot. Luffy gets stabbed a bit by him a lot. It doesn't really seem to stick. But I mean, no. I mean, yes, nothing seems to stick in this. Let's be honest. I mean, he's rubber and you're glue. Uh, Things bounce off I've, him. I've not eaten the glue glue fruit. I, I don't know. Glue glue fruit not. sounds something like something else. Yeah, it's I mean, it's <sighs> probably out there. Considering how rare these things are, everyone seems to be finding them. Yeah, yeah. I this is one of the things I think they shot themselves in the foot with. I. I'm still constantly annoyed by how these fruit exists and they give people superpowers, but everyone fucking seems to have some sort of superpower or sure. superior technology or something. I, I, I think they really, yes. I think they really shot themselves in the foot by saying that these things were like crazy rare because they could have just said like they they were rare but not like once in a lifetime rare, and so you could. Just have I, more people with the with the fruit powers. I'm fine with them keeping the fruit on the down low. I do agree that it's a bit annoying that they have a lot of these people have like supernatural. But like, I'm less bothered by like Craig because if he's a rich ass corrupt pirate, then sure, technology he is, pirate, is the yeah. thing he could have easily acquired. Yeah, I'm I'm actually when okay you can with go faster than the speed of light, then yeah, that one is stupid as fuck. Without could have been a devil, devil fruit. Could have been yeah. a devil fruit power. Could have been nope. a devil fruit. Power. But I feel that's the only one really where I'm like, he should have been a devil fruit. I feel everyone else is within the realms of plausibility. And I feel like hypnosis. The hypnosis, the way they use it, isn't uh, within the realms of this world's plausibility. I think that's fine to say that without yeah. a devil fruit. So I, I think the hypnosis one is fine by itself. In a world where a guy can fight with a sword in his mouth, sure, hypnosis. <laughs> why not? Sword in his mouth, fine, but also using a sword to like cut things. Uh, buildings in twain that but feels a bit cages. that would be too much <laughs> well like i'm thinking of mihawk at this point it just to be his fair, level of power is ridiculous to be fair, just about everyone says how the fuck can he do that yeah i mean maybe it'll be revealed later that he is a devil fruit user i, I don't know i don't think he is i mean at the end of the day in bleach they cut buildings down with swords so why not well yeah but in bleach everyone actually does have superpowers <laughs> And I, the natural limit of human power is clearly way above what it is in, in this. So. Uh, inconsistent at best. I was going to say, like, just, just look at Sanji, I think is my go-to example. He is supposedly a dude. Just a normal guy. Just a normal guy, but goddamn, his kicks will probably kill a man. Yes. Yes. Quite I'd easily. It's, it's a series that loves exaggeration. Yeah. And this is coming down to the comedy of the whole thing. I don't think it's funny. Like, at all. What? I, I think it has its moments, for sure. Now, hang on. No, this, you don't think this is funny, which is fine, because I'm not laughing at this either, usually. <laughs> but you think fairy tale's funny. And fairy tale <laughs> is knock off this. What can I say? Fairy tale did it better. <laughs> no, it did not. You fucking get out of here with that. Fairy tale is an Oda wannabe. In fact, Hiromishima is an Oda wannabe. And it's badly on display here, and that this does 
because this can get serious, whereas fairy tale never can. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I keep mistaking Nami for um, Lucy. I can't think. Yes, thank yeah, you. Lucy. Yeah, yeah, they do look very similar. Well, all of the women look similar across <laughs> both series. I mean, no, 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 no I'll give, I'll give Hero credit in that regard. I feel he has more than one female design. Not. The Not problem loads. is he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, like three max. <laughs> but like I like I don't think Urza is sexy hourglass off the top of my head. I mean, Hero Mishima's problem is here are my main characters. They're the same as my last main characters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I already gave my thoughts on Fairy Tale. I enjoyed Fairy Tale. Yeah, no, that's why I'm critiquing you on this one that you didn't enjoy this. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the manga in general. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't enjoy One Piece in general. Like. I do totally understand why it became, based on this, why it became the mammoth that it did. Totally get it. But, I don't. Oh, man, it's just, this is such an... Was it just like a different time? Like, uh, the standards of manga just different back then? Because, man, this thing is so long-winded that it's, it's nigh unreadable. Like, I can't imagine picking uh, up... A, I'm going to highlight the critical difference here is you've read 100 chapters in a week. Yeah. But They've read a hundred chapters. Like, if you're reading this as it came out, over I'm, two I'm years. Honest, I feel that makes it worse. Yeah, I, I do. Well, if as I well, had to read this over a two year span, I'd be like, fucking hell. Like, Why if you're still... reading one I chapter a week, like, imagine any one of the chapters, random chapters in the middle of that restaurant arc. And you just picked up any one of the random chapters of that fight. You would literally just fight from point A to point B, beginning to end. Nothing is accomplished. Like, maybe at the end of the chapter, oh, he pulls out another weapon. Yay. Like, who? Like, this would be torturous to wait another week for, like, same another as, chapter. That's the same that. as any shonen fight that lasts longer than a week. Sure, but at least after that, they're not actually going on this long. You know, you're not sitting there for months and months and months in this one fight that will not yeah, fucking you are. end. So I'm, yeah, you I'm are. Go I'm going to bring this up then. I posted this in Discord earlier. Most Bleach mm -hmm. fights were a volume, so two months. But, um, for reference, uh, 100 chapters, Bleach, Ichigo's waking up in the sewer, he's got a hollow mask next to him. The big sting reveal of cliffhanger of, oh no, Aizen's dead. Like, it literally ends with the Aizen sword pierced into a wall. Yes. That's where Bleach is after 100 chapters. Naruto, which I think only really matters for me out of you two, because I don't think either of you read watched. No, Naruto is in the middle of the tuning exams, and it's specifically in the Naruto versus Neji fight. All I'm saying is that how fucking long were the tuning exams, considering I remember, I'm sure I read about the start of them, and that was in volume five or six. I feel. Could be wrong there, but from my memory, tuning, I tuning did. exams actually goes on for a bit, tuning exams has like multiple parts to it, obviously. Right. So, like, point is, it goes on a while. It does, but there are like mini stories within it. Okay. And even even before that, you have the um, Land of Waves arc, which is like really good. But I mean, that's just your reference point for where Naruto is. Like, it's established quite a bit. It's gotten quite a bit of stuff done beforehand. Like, you've had Arachimaru introduced is one of the big ones. Like, you've got your big bad for the series for now, at least. This is just kind of like, I said it earlier, you can miss a couple of bits and pieces, maybe get like a one page, here's what you've missed, and a couple of pictures of characters, but you skip 100 chapters, you're probably not missing too much. Yeah, like in this, 
100 chapters in, it really doesn't feel like the main plot has kicked in yet. Especially because we're told what the main plot is. It's to go to the Grand Line and get the One Piece. And we're 100 chapters in, and it doesn't even look like that's going to start anytime soon. I mean, be on about we're going to Grand Line. I was, was going to say, like, really imagine... Ends. Totally. Chap chapter 100. No, that's feels... literally what they say. We're going there now. Oh, yeah, I know the they're saying that. I don't believe them. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like, I can believe they are now at the Grand Line. I can believe that. But if they then turned around and said, actually, it's going to take us another 100 chapters to get there from Rogue Town or whatever it's called, I'd also be like, yeah, that tracks, I guess. I mean, I can't speak for what comes next, but it does very much feel like all the pieces are now in place. They have their crew and they're all going there, chased by multiple other factions. I mean, this is kind of the issue with it. It's like, this feels like where the story starts. And it's kind of like... Yes. I mean, the fact that they literally go to a town at beginnings to get <laughs> yeah, well, this final bit. Say there is Metaphors well. are not subtle. <laughs> no, like Luffy literally standing on the execution block where um, Gold Roger was executed right yes. at the end there. Like, yes. But um, it's like, at this point, it's like, okay, so they're going setting out to find the One Piece, but we don't know who the villain is, What what's really going on here. It's just literally, we've got a destination and a goal in mind. That is literally it at this point. Bleach is very specifically going to save Rukia. Naruto is currently fighting to get promoted to a tuning. And you've got stuff going on with Sasuke in the background and Rajimara, whatever. And it's like, there, there is stuff very specifically going on there. Whereas at the moment in one piece it's just like nothing is happening nothing's moving yet yeah i suppose it's weirdly down to the writing style i find because i have to assume that when oda first started writing this he didn't know he was going to get a thousand plus chapters of it like he didn't know that going in so he had to write with a ending in mind for these first however many volumes we read so he probably thought, right, this is where the story's going to go from this point on, and this is how it's going to end. But it's not written like that. It's written like he has a million chapters left to go. He's quite happy introducing these tiny ideas which don't pay off and are not going to pay off for the longest time. Like characters that are clearly going to come back later to complete a narrative arc. And it's like, why are you writing it like this when you know that the end well at the time you know the ending is right around the corner you have to be able to write it from this point to this point as it turns out it worked out in his favor because it's still going but it's written in such a way that's kind of always teasing you with a plot it's written in a way that's intentionally glacially paced so that you can put in whatever you want later but at the same time it's also saying we're totally going to get to the plot now and it's just like teasing you with things that are going to happen without having any fundamentally any direction in the plot an objective sure grand line treasure but it, it never gives you a clear roadmap c map to how that's gonna happen it's like yeah this is a thing that's happening and then they just meander until it does it's frustrating to read this i i disagree with that take like i think it's refreshing in some ways to have a series that has a more long-term plan in mind especially coming from considering the amount of times that series are, are disjointed pacing because they have to like move things around on the off chance they get cancelled in their first few weeks or year or whatever. I will say, based on that, I would assume that if he did get shit-canned early for whatever reason, then it would just probably do what Zombie Powder does, which is just they end the arc and then they go, and then Luffy sailed off. And their adventures to find the One Piece continue. The end. Which is literally how Zombie Powder ends, because it got killed early. What a shit ending. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, yeah, but then you don't get a choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Like, don't get me wrong, it was a shit ending to zombie powder, but yeah, it's like you've got two more chapters, like, okay. So you wrap you up what we do, get... off they go. But yeah, I've seen both types of endings here when they get cancelled, which is they sail off into the sunset and continue their journeys, or oh shit, I've got three chapters to wrap everything up and you go, Holy <laughs> fuck, how much plot did we just get in these chapters? Like the the end of Bleach, where they're just like quick firing everyone's Bankai and Shikai. Shikai and Bankai. Like, okay, his Bankai is this, his Bankai is this, his Bankai is this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like, oh shit, I need to pack everything into three chapters. You beat you arch how? Okay, <laughs> buddy. And there are how many Quincy now? <laughs> Convenient. All Quincy have a metal in their heart, and if you combine that into one, it it shoots a quint it shoots a thing dead and you know if everyone on earth just sits down and says doctor a lot of times then <laughs> that'll fix everything i don't remember a single thing you just said but i fully believe that's exactly how it played that was out. the end of season three of doctor who oh okay <laughs> see i assumed you were talking about bleach still oh no i combined two i combined both bleach and doctor who's endings into one there bleaches is literally <laughs> they get metal from fucking quincy hearts and then like I think Eisen does some perception bollocks, so they're able to hit. So Uryu can hit your arch with that arrow. This is spoiling the ending of Bleach. So Uryu can hit your arch with the arrow, which means he can no longer use his powers. So then Ichigo can fucking cleave him, and then he comes back ten years later. Don't ask. Setting up that sequel that's still not written. No, that one's just so that his baby can stomp on your arch, and that's it. Your arch is gone forever. Yeah, but then you get the one shot setting up the sequel. Yes, then 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 that. But that's nothing that, to do with your arch. That's just. That's hey, remember hell? Yeah. That that, that would be like if yeah, the One Piece ends and then he writes a sequel chapter and it's like, and here's Kobe and Kobe is the big bad now. It's okay. And now I do... he sets off on a journey to find the two piece. I I do remember hell. It was in these last hundred chapters. Damn. Okay. Somewhere in the middle of one of those never-ending fight scenes, I experienced oh. true hell. But the point I'm making with pacing is that it is refreshing in some ways to have a more longer-term perspective from a medium that is usually very much focused on short-term gains. I don't think, again, that this is paced brilliantly, but I think it is nice to have that different perspective after so many series which are like, gotta rush through things in case, you know, I get axed, at least in the beginning. See, no, I, I understand what you're saying, and I do agree with it. And I do understand the difficulties of manga authors. I suppose Good Place would be the example there. Like, you couldn't rush Good Place season one because otherwise it would fuck yeah. up the entire show. It's kind of what I'm trying to say here. It's like, there are a lot of shows and stories, manga, comics, etc., who don't know how long they're going to get. Like, quite often, TV shows, it's pretty common to only get greenlit for a season and then see how it goes. But there are a lot of shows out there that still are able to do long-standing plots which are capable of only being a season long and still feel satisfying so it's possible to be able to write in such a way that it always feels like a plot is progressing whereas in this it feels for giant sections of these first hundred chapters it just feels like the plot stops dead uh, again because i feel the plot is he gets a crew and that is the these two years as it were he gets a crew Ugh, it takes so long to get to that point, and you could have. I can agree with that. Like, I don't so, think it should have been a hundred chapters. But yeah, you could have so easily condensed this down to twenty or thirty. I think you could not. Um, yeah, I know you guys said fifty. You no, said no, no. fifty. Earlier, Phil agrees with you here. I I say fifty. I say. 50 I, I say you can cut it down to at least fifty. I think you can go more extreme. 
not without severely damaging the story. No, I think you'd be fine. Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. I think you'd be fine, but sure. That is clearly a thing we're not going to worry about. Yeah, but you on. also want the sto- you also want any story to end. Why didn't he become a vampire within volume one? <laughs> Why don't they just fuck already? <laughs> I hey, I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't think Luffy has any interest in I don't think Luffy has sexual desire at all. I don't think he'd know what to do if he got in that situation. I, that's true. Yeah, I don't think that would compute in his... Why aren't you wearing clothes? Are you cold? <laughs> but hey, at least he doesn't need to supply he, the He rubbers. is a very unique brand of stupid that is hard to describe, but it is Goku exceptionally... Stupid. No, Goku's smarter. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Goku doesn't know what a sex is. <laughs> yeah, he's had at least three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Two? Two? Two... <laughs> yep. Go You're on, the Dragon go Ball expert here. Don't <laughs> don't look at me. I'm legitimately just sitting here like, am I am I forgetting a kid here? <laughs> right. Okay. I I feel at this point at the nearly three hour mark. Is there anything else anyone wants to bring up about the journey that was One Piece? <sighs> I'm just sad now. This is such like a, a big built up thing. It's such a big part of like manga and anime culture and it's like And still is. It still is. And I get that people like it, but man, it just I do wonder if that's part of the issue we might have had, Mike. Like uh, it was built up too much. Yeah, like it's supposed to be this big amazing thing. It's like it The greatest of all time. Great greatest of all time, Sean, but uh Is it though? This was made it started like everything we read was from like the late 90s yeah so standards were almost certainly different back no, then. no i'm not no you don't get to you uh, keep going, you keep going this our standards were different like people still shit series still got cancelled and people still like good things like complexity was different because it was two decades worth of development but i i'm not saying like oh the 90s they'd accept any old shit no no that's not really what i'm trying to say was it always like the biggest yeah. the best like no. at what point did it gain that tight status? I am assuming these hundred chapters, it was probably considered a fairly mediocre series at that point when it was coming out. I don't think it was considered mediocre because I mean it was getting award nominations pretty quickly. But uh obviously in its first year or two it wasn't it hadn't become the legend. I think that was like No, late but I mean part, part of that comes down to the fact it's just been going on for so long. I think it was around mid to late nor well, I mean, 2008 was when it was the first year when it was the best-selling manga of the year, so around like 2005 onwards is when I'm assuming it was really starting to hit its stride and becoming the legend. So, like, yeah, this thing, for me, I assume like there is some stuff that happens later on, which is like, oh my god, this is the greatest, it is amazing. I, I can believe that. I mean, we've got a full crew now, so maybe chapter 101, maybe that... No, Maybe we, we don't. just didn't give it enough. <laughs> we don't have a full crew. <laughs> no, we have for all intents. Because at they're at the point when we need a musician. You've got a. Full I was about to say they've not got a musician. They haven't got a doctor either. <laughs> no, no, a musician is the most important. Mike. That Nami, Nami has a catch-all. I feel like they've said that she can cook and do doctor stuff as well. So I've, I think she's jack the of all trades. They've MVP. got a map the grand line. Very important, Mike. <laughs> Fucking Very maps important. are important on boats. <laughs> map. I'm not disputing maps aren't important. A map to your equator is not. <laughs> I don't sail. I don't know <laughs> anything about this. But if we get another chance, well, everyone to who on one has piece, I'll take is it. rotting Phil right now. <laughs> 
Imagine if we only read two volumes of this, like we would normally. You'd probably like it more. We're doing this thing a favor by Honestly, reading a yeah. hundred chapters. Because you wouldn't have you wouldn't have gotten bogged down in all the other darks. You'd have been like, yeah, this is good. Now, where does the second volume end? Uh, it ends middle of the fight with Buggy with Buggy revealing he knows Shanks. But that that's it. It's like, wait, I know Shanks, and doesn't go into the backstory. Honestly, yeah, I probably would have actually liked this more. Like, about I, I was thinking, like, oh shit, we're going to be finding out more about Shanks. You got this fight with Buggy. Oh man, this is great. Yeah. And then nothing happens. I mean, not a ton happens before then. I'd probably like it more, but I don't think I would have liked it still. I mean, the thing is, at that point, you're like, okay, yeah, you know, he's got, he's, he's met Zolo, recruited Zolo, the recruiting Nami at this point in time, who's kind of there in the buggy fight. You're like, yeah, okay, I, I can see it's all coming together. It's going to be a big revelation about with Shanks. Yeah. Find out maybe what's going on. And then they're going to off, go off to the Grand Line because now they've got a map to the Grand Line, which is apparently dead important. Mm-hmm. You know, if they told me, yeah, you can only enter the Grand Line this very specific way. You got to go through chart with hidden dangers and stuff. That's why you need the map. That would make sense. I can see that. Instead, we got this. <laughs> so if we'd read two chapter, uh, two volumes, I'd be like, yeah, I can, I, I could understand why you might like this, why you would read more and whatnot. At a hundred chapters, though, I'm like, Oof. I mean, we were talking about how apparently the the Ocean is ninety percent of this planet. Like most of this planet At is least. ocean. Making maps must be really easy. Okay, this map is blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's another section of ocean. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I'm assuming in in the globe we see. Yeah, I'm, I'm being you don't you don't see it. any islands or anything. And we regularly are told, "Oh, look, there's an island." I'm assuming yeah. there's islands. They're just, they just they are that they are islands. They're tiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like there are one village island. Yeah, yeah. I I understand. I don't. I don't hate that as a concept. Yeah, there's. I I see a lot to like about this, but uh, I guess I'll save that thought for my conclusion, which I suspect we're about to get onto. Well, in that case, is there anything else anyone wants to bring up about the One Piece? <sighs> no. Nah. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> let me let me summarize why I'm gonna get hate mail over this. Hey, I feel if, if they haven't already typed it by this point, I'd be stunned. So, <laughs> we shall move on then. So, we always ask at the end of our episodes whether we would read more, whether we would buy the 100 plus volumes, and whether we would watch this. Now, in this case, obviously, that could be either the anime, which I assume is on Crunchyroll, and the uh, live action version, which you can stream the first season of over on Netflix. So, I'm gonna start off with Phil here. Oh, shit. I'm gonna start with Phil, and specifically, obviously, read more, would you buy it, would you watch either version, and also, as the only one here who has read the first 100 chapters of The Big Three, so Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece, what order would you rank them in? Uh, I think for me, uh, see, that's a bit of a tough one, because I feel like Naruto has a really strong start like its first arc is great it like the land of waves mission 10 out of 10 whereas bleach's start is it's fine it's good you get some good fights you get some good action scenes but i think we talked about it like when we did bleach in episode whatever like those first two volumes when you're just looking at them they're kind of a bit iffy the problem is as I said earlier chapter 100 of bleach has one hell of a cliffhanger like that, that shot is 
pretty iconic in terms of bleach shots. So I think that Eisen strewn high up on the wall, sword through his chest, dead. So if you're looking specifically where they are at the end of chapters 100, I feel that just pushes Bleach up above Naruto. So I'd say Bleach, Naruto, One Piece, because I, I said it earlier, Like for me, One Piece, the story is literally just getting started when we get to chapter like 98. Like 98 feels where this is where the story starts. And there's some cool stuff in here. I don't mind the devil fruit stuff, giving them wazzy powers, that's cool and all, but there's just nothing in here that makes me go, oh man, I this is great, this is amazing. I nothing makes me think you should go for one piece over Naruto or Bleach in one hundred chapters. Like it would just be at the bottom for me. That said, by the time we're hitting chapter hundred we're getting these few chapters in Rogue Town and heading off to the Grand Line. It it's exciting. It's like, oh man, yeah, we're finally going to get a go on a proper adventure and do some stuff and got some cool characters set up now. I would not buy it because, good lord, a hundred volumes is too much to buy. And that's hundred volumes and counting. Yeah, hundred <laughs> volumes and counting. And I mean, in some ways, this is kind of a bit of the issue I've got, which is like. How has this gone on for 100 volumes? Clearly, it has somehow. It's like, how have they not found the One Piece at this point? And all I can imagine is it's just constantly bogged down. And now we're going to have five volumes of fighting this mook. It's like, I can. I, I don't know how it's gotten to 100 volumes. I have no desire to spend probably thousands of pounds at this point on it. Would I read more of it? Yes, potentially. Maybe. Certainly not anytime soon. It is. It's always one of these series. I've always said I will read it at some point when it is finished. I I need that end to be there before I commit because a hundred volumes is just it's too much, man. And I mean, hey, subscribe to Viz or Shonen Jump or whatever. Read it online. For I mean, I assume it's on Manga Plus if it's a Viz. Title. Yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be on one of those. I'm almost certain. So yeah, like five, ten quid, I could read all of One Piece when it's done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sold. I'll give it that chance. At the very least, those last few chapters made me think I wouldn't object to reading more. But ugh, the ninety odd chapters before it made me think, do I really want to? In terms of watching it, I'm not going to touch the anime. That that that's just a no go for me. A thousand episodes and counting is too long. Read, yeah, maybe, because I could get through it in a fraction of time. Watch, uh, even at like 15 minutes an episode, you're still talking like two weeks non-stop to watch all of One Piece at the moment. It's too long. I had been intending to, and I still do intend to watch the Netflix live action. I have heard it's good. In fact, the fact Mike has told me it goes up to about what we have read has made me want to watch it more, because it's like, oh damn, suddenly I can get to where we are in a lot quicker time and it might just make it a bit more bearable just oh it was a hundred chapters it was like 90 too many that's my view so next time don't read it all in an afternoon i didn't read it all in an <laughs> afternoon i read it in mostly an afternoon <laughs> i read 10 chapters before yesterday I, I feel it's probably coloured both my. I don't know for Mike, but I know it's probably coloured both me and yours that we read so much of it in one go, so fast. I but. mean, it, that that doesn't bother me too much. 
one of the things I love, half the reason I end up reading a lot of utter dredge, is because, oh, hey, I found a series that's got 200 chapters. Oh, yeah, time to just sit and read this. That doesn't bother me. I mean, it's an isekai, so it's just the same story you've already read. <laughs> Certainly helps. <laughs> the problem here was, it, it was the pacing. It was just the fact it was like, great, he's fine. He's recruiting Zoro, Sanji, Nami, and Usopp. That, that's not a problem. I have no problem with them as story parts. The problem is they are then wrapped around their own little arcs that take four volumes each or whatever it is. And it's like, I don't care because you're not progressing the main plot as such and i know sean you're saying well getting his crew is the main plot ah. it yeah it is kind of but also not really it's not the main main plot it's not progressing his quest to get the one piece as such it's just set up for that quest and it's just like setups taking too long Ugh. it was exhausting well, there you go. Um, in order to keep our listeners going as long as possible, I'll go next. <laughs> uh, let's let's see. I so I ha- as I mentioned, I have read various little bits and pieces of One Piece before this. The first two volumes and random bits from Impel Down, but I hadn't read the vast majority of this before the show, and I wasn't aware of. I wasn't really aware of the exact how the hundred chapters would play out before this. Some bits from the time before doing it for this show still held true. Like, Luffy's brand of stupidity still drives me up the wall. Like, he makes the characters in Fairy Tale look competent, which is saying something. Because it's, like it's, it's like he denies reality or something. I've, he's, he's a person who doesn't understand no means no, which is rather worrying. Yeah, so the, the fact is that it, I had this theme before and I still have it now. Reading a series with Luffy at the helm would drive me insane. The arcs, they are all, with the exception of like the opening and the ending, they do all go on far too long. I think I mainly attribute that to every pirate captain has like two mo- two or three mooks and got to give them their screen time, even though they really don't deserve it or justify it in any way. And then sometimes Oda's just writing too many plots at once. The restaurant we've hopped home on, it, there's just too much shit going on. I don't mind it overall in the overall context of this is all framing to get the crew set up and to get the band together and to give them time to highlight each and every one of their specific backstories. And that's the thing you do get. Every one of the characters in their arc or outside of it does get their backstory built up. I have a lot more compulsion in these than I do say in some of the Bleach characters like Orihime or Chad. Like I care more about Usopp and Sanji, for example. At least they get more time to actually do things in there as opposed to in Bleach. And it does also then lead to the ending where you do have a feeling of, oh shit, here we go, we're off into the Grand Line, into whatever the adventures hold for us. We do feel like we are taking that step now. There's plenty of bits I could do without. Like, I really don't need countless characters being dead, but not really. Like, I mentioned, obviously from the main crew, there's like Sanji, Zolo and Luffy, but all go through bits where they should be dead. And then there's a bunch of other bits where it's like, oh, that head butler, that side. Second butler in charge, definitely dead. Nah. Craig, definitely dead. Nah. I I could do without all of those fake outs. And then some characters do need to find more of a purpose going forward as well, like Usopp. Everyone else on the crew has a clearly defined role. Usopp is just the guy who's there. And maybe that is his role, to be the mortal among gods, as it were. But uh, let's see. They, 
there's definitely elements that need to find more purpose going forward. But it is still, in some ways, fun, even with the rough fights, even with the stupid or annoying characters, even with all its flaws, it is still underlying, it is still kind of fun. Oda is the master of this kind of style of humour, and while that doesn't always resonate with me, as emphasised by my thoughts on Fairy Tale back in that episode, I do get why this is the big-time popular series. It nails that kind of shonen vibe pretty much from the off, and I can see how this went on to become a massive success story. It might not be paced amazingly at the start, but it's very clear from early on that it has all the pieces in place to tell its own story that predominantly does well in Jump compared to a series like, say, Bleach, for example, which has the more, which goes for more like the Jujutsu Kaisen adult end of the shonen spectrum. All that said, I'd still prefer Bleach. I mean, there's a reason why I picked Bleach as a kid instead of Naruto or One Piece. And I, if it was a choice between Naruto manga and One Piece manga, I'd probably pick Naruto just because once Naruto gets past his sitting on a loo, shitting himself, um, lusting over Sakura phase, as Phil mentioned, you then do get some arcs. I don't think, I can't remember what it's called, the arc where he fights the mirror guy. I don't think that's God's gift to Shonen, like narrative fans continually tell me. But, you know, it's fine. It's a better fight, because there's actual logic involved, than One Piece, where Buggy is the only fight which has logic, really. But again, I just, I don't know. I, I, don't, I definitely don't hate One Piece. I definitely don't think of it as, neg- as negatively as both Phil and Mike have made apparent throughout this episode. So, I don't know if I would read more, just because of the pacing of this, but I would definitely be interested in watching it, either the live-action version, or, interestingly, I could also see myself watching the anime, because it would, improve. it would improve the fight scenes, though. I'd know what was going on in them, which is one of the main... When so much of this is combat, being able to tell what's going on in combat, and then presumably combat having more of a direction... I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, It's one of those things. I'm sure I'd much rather prefer to watch the anime, but Oh, God. No, I appreciate that in the context of, like, I've just signed myself up to a thousand or more episodes, like, that's insanity. And I agree with that. It, like, every now and again, I'm like, I should go back to watching Pokemon. And even though I've already watched probably over half of all the, po- well, at least at one point, over half of all the Pokemon episodes, like, I've seen most of the first five generations, as it were. So red, blue, up to black, white. That's still a fucking lot <laughs> to watch even after that. And that still, I, I want to do it, but also probably 400 or 500 episodes at this point to get through XY, Sun, Moon, Journeys, and now into whatever the new one's called. Chroni- not Chronicles, that was a different series. I can't actually remember what they've called the, uh, the new one with Captain Pikachu and all that. It's a lot to get through, but I feel like that would probably be my preferred way of doing it. Like, start off with the Netflix live action, and then if I felt like getting a more pure in very commas one piece experience jumping onto the anime from that point so uh what the the long rambling conclusion is that i've read 100 chapters of this and my view of one piece is pretty much the same as it was before in that i can respect it i can see why people love it as good not really my cup of tea as shonen's go i prefer things more serious like bleach but uh yeah i don't mind it one piece is fine greatest ever nah but it's fine oh right sorry yeah, i'm not gonna buy it <laughs> anytime soon <laughs> maybe one day what, what you don't want to drop like a thousand pounds the difference between you and me is that i'm more likely to do that but i have nowhere to put it and this is coming from me the guy who has a wall of manga i've got nowhere to a st- hundred volumes 
I've got like fucking cupboards full of like other one like volume ones I still need to read. I really don't have room right now to buy a hundred volumes. <laughs> so uh maybe one day, but um I mean I'm in no rush. But probably one day. Someday. Mike, would you read more? Would you buy it? Would you well you obviously have watched the live action, so will you continue to watch that when the second season comes out? And would you ever consider picking up the anime? Okay. So and we're cancelled. <laughs> so just, just, just that inhale there. I said this at the beginning, at the top of the podcast. I said this, and I still believe it. This is not bad. Despite everything I'm about to say, I still recognise that this isn't terrible. It's not offensive. It's not anything that would stop you from reading it. If you've liked the, any of the ideas that we've talked about on this podcast, myself included, by all means, read it. And you may well enjoy it more than me. That being said, I did not have any fun with this experience. It was very long-winded. It added so much in places that you shouldn't, didn't really need it. Uh, the idea of this first arc, essentially, is to get a crew, and it just delays it as much as possible. It drags out absolutely everything, even like down to the smaller ideas, like single conversations can go on for a lot longer than they need to. There's always just like, there's always more characters, there's always more things to just uselessly inject. Obviously, I'm fine with extra characters, but... When they don't add anything, they're just making things take more time. That fucking entire restaurant arc was painful because it just kept going and going and going. It just felt like that one Hoikamundo fight where it just kept on fucking going. Every single fight scene is so drawn out. And the majority of this is fight scenes. It could have been so much shorter. The art is pretty good. Like, it's very inventive. The visual style is also very inventive. I do like the idea of essentially an ocean planet being covered with super-powered psychotic pirates. That's all a good idea. The ideas are fantastic, and I totally see how this turned into the juggernaut that it is today. Totally get it. Unlike some of the stuff we reviewed at the beginning of the podcast when Sean said this has got 60-plus video games, I was sitting here thinking, yeah, that makes complete sense. I'd love to play this video game. This video game looks swell, but it's oh, it's such a slog to get through. I did not read this all in a day or in a week. I actually started reading this a very long time ago, like several weeks ago, just reading a little bit at a time because I knew this was upcoming. Spoiler alert, we know what we're doing in advance. But man, it's just even with the benefit of pacing it out better, it just felt so painfully slow. Like when you pick up the volume of whatever you're reading just to find that absolutely no plot progression has happened in double digits amount of chapters, the fights that we're doing are just extra. It's just a random extra mook that didn't need to be there. It's just all so very, very painful. Maybe you love the fights, and I would totally understand if we didn't have as many as we did, and they didn't go as long as they did, and the characters involved were more consequential than they are. But 
it's really hard to worry about life and death stakes when the stakes themselves are as presented are so pointless that it wouldn't make sense narratively for somebody to die like that's if there's no stakes involved why would i care and i don't care i don't care about any of this as you probably figured out by now i'm not being particularly subtle with it i actually quite enjoyed the netflix adaptation of this and legitimately these first hundred chapters well more like first 95 ish yeah like legitimately the netflix version is probably my preferred version of viewing this because while it's not one-to-one -one, it's not the same and they do reorganize some stuff that happens later in the show like some characters from the show that appear later in the manga are in there so it's not one-to-one -one. but i would genuinely think that the netflix adaptation is the best version of these first hundred chapters it doesn't drag the pacing is fun is much better it doesn't have as much useless bit in it doesn't have it cuts down the amount of characters dramatically it refocuses character development where it needs to be it actually offers some character development that this doesn't and it's just a far better experience because you're not just sitting there thinking oh god how much time has passed and we've got how much left it's such a less painful experience. I'm going to continue watching the Netflix adaptation because I genuinely think it's better than what we've gone so far in the manga. I'm not going to keep reading this. Not for a while at least. I actually own several volumes of this through my partner and it's, was, it, it was a painful read. I can't imagine committing to buying a hundred plus more of them. Phil said something like, I don't know how it's carried on this long. I do. When the pacing is this glacial in its first hundred chapters and it still kept going, clearly it wasn't going to stop doing that. It will pad out to hell going forward. With that in mind, I have no desire to watch the anime because not only will it have all of that padding, but it'll have filler as well. Good fucking God. It will be a slog. For what it's worth... I don't know how true this is. I've not bothered to verify it myself, and I've certainly not watched the anime. Supposedly, it is one of the better series for filler. Okay, I can believe you when you say that. In that it doesn't have a lot of it. The problem, supposedly, is it just pads instead Yeah, to avoid the filler. I can't imagine I would enjoy that experience. And... Uh... I'm not hard set on this. This is not like one of my many rom-com opinions that's like, nah, I'm going to put this down and never think of it again. I fully believe there is a future where I do absorb more of this particular franchise. I fully believe that at some point I'll play the game, some of the games. I fully expect at some point I'll read more of this. But this entire experience has made me shovel that thought right to the back of my mind. I... It, it would not be fair to say, maybe, possibly in the future, realistically, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this within a reasonable time frame. I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to read more of it. It was boring. I was so bored reading this. I read a little bit of a time, so it wasn't all at once. And I dreaded picking it up again every time because I knew I would be bored. The ongoing narrative is a sham. I don't believe that they're going to accomplish anything they do in 
a reasonable amount of time. This has broken any kind of benefit of the doubt with me. I hated it. <laughs> I will not be experiencing more of this. Good day, sir. So you're not going to watch season two on Netflix? Apart from that. <laughs> it was concise it wasn't my favourite thing I've ever watched but at least it was concise and so it got to the fucking point I'll watch season 2 on Netflix that's the only way I'm going to absorb One Piece from now on if they introduce filler into the Netflix series that's canon for me now <laughs> well <sighs> well before we are cancelled then uh, let's Let's move on to the episode 100 segment of Phil's Rent-A-Girlfriend Update Corner. Fuck yeah. Right, yeah. What, what happened recently in Rent-A-Girlfriend, Phil? Now, Sean. Okay. Did you know that roughly half of the population, of the adult population... Uh-huh, uh-huh. ...that the bodies just, like, kind of decide to squirt blood out of them once a month? Yeah, that's Mike. <laughs> wait, wait, first of all... Wow. First of all, wow. Second of all, way more than once a month in my case. <laughs> I'm surprised I've got any left in there. Yeah, I mean, I read this. Zolo, Zolo does it pretty much every day. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the re- revolutionary knowledge being shared in Rent-A-Girlfriend, Sean. Women get periods. Oh, this is the part where I need a dun dun dun. Nah, that doesn't sound real. I'll have you know, I'm a grown ass white man. This right. doesn't seem real. <laughs> with, with a girlfriend. Yeah, that 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 seems fake. That doesn't sound like a thing that would happen. Yeah, like I, apparently that's what our main character thinks. He's like revolutionary news to him, Mike. I mean, yeah. I mean, when was another time you saw a character have a period in a manga? Like, frankly. I mean, okay, yeah, I'll give it that. But fucking hell, like. Ugh. I feel that's it. I feel that's that's the right to go for update corner over. How can you top that? Periods exist. Periods exist. <laughs> what a revelation. There's no going up from this one. How do you yes and that? <laughs> <laughs> you you please don't. don't. Please don't yes and periods. <laughs> Period two, the reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> the revenge. <laughs> With a vengeance. <laughs> Okay, now we are getting cancelled. Move on. Uh, so the problem is, any female listeners like, yeah, that, that, that's just the period. Yeah, that, that's just how it works, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, they're all... We, we are joking about this. Please don't angry message. Your, your, your suffering is valid, and I yes. wish more manga would be acknowledged yeah. the fact that... Yeah, who'd have thought it'd be rent a fucking girlfriend that did it? <laughs> so, I've, I don't think it's a problem that it's acknowledged. You don't think it's a problem? That it acknowledges period exists. Okay. Periods exist. Periodies. 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 I don't like this conversation no, no. anymore. No, uh, the problem is our main character's a fucking idiot, and yeah. apparently this is this is like learning girls fart to him. Like, uh, <clears throat> oh, well, that doesn't happen. So that's fine. No, no. Famously, <laughs> girls don't poop or fart. No, no, no that's crazy no, talk. No, no. Exclusively a male topic. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's it. Red. That's it. Red to girlfriend up. The call is over. Can't can't top that. So, yeah, good segment. <laughs> and if you uh, if you disagree with uh, girls and periods, at Fanaxkian is where you can find him. So you can, uh... I I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a that's a wave of sending somewhere, right? <laughs> uh, uh, 
I'm also trying to work out what sentiment you're putting against my name here. <laughs> because you're saying if you disagree with them, come at me. So, well, yeah, I'm... and if you disagree with Mike's opinions on One Piece, twitch.tv slash berserkera. Oh, bring it on. I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Will you? Does your, does your Twitch dashboard work now? It does actually work now. Yeah, they okay, right. Things. You can actually fight people now. Right? That was a whole thing. I couldn't even block people for a while. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, fight me. Like, wait, no, hold on, stop. <laughs> I, I suspect at about twelve o'clock on the Thursday this comes out, Michael will be getting some very angry messages on Discord. <laughs> well, I you can find me at twitch.tv slash bazekra b r s e k r e r, and I'm on pretty much all the socials these days. So you can find me on X, Blue Sky, Threads, Mastodon. You can find me around. I'm I'm spreading my my wings out there. Facebook, except that one. <laughs> except the top one. But I'm consciously decoupling from that one. <laughs> Re- reasonable. And yeah, uh, you can find me on all of those. I do, in fact, have a Discord server. There's a link to that in my. Uh, you can find a link to that in my Twitch chat. And yeah, I I look forward to. Hearing your opinions on my opinions. Oh, man. You can find me on the internet at Slazer King. Um, hopefully, I've been enjoying a nice fortnight of playing fucking video games for once because I didn't have to work for the past fortnight. So, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, you can follow the podcast as a whole. We are at TrashManchorCast on Twitter and we are at Friends everywhere else. Links to all of our socials and the places where you can listen to the podcast are down there. If you go on our show notes, there's a lovely little link to our card website and that will take you to all of the various links, including, as I said, the uh, services one, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher and tune in where you can like, rate, review, tell your friends, spread the word that we did it. We finally covered the most successful series of all time and we mostly shat on it. So, um... Deservedly. He said that, not me. Maybe, uh... Maybe not one for the One Piece fan in your life. Or maybe it is. Maybe maybe it's time that they, uh... Had a reality check. Your choice. But as quickly as one trash ship is sunk, 50 more set sail. Because the journey continues. It never ends. So what's the next series to be put to the plank in our winter anime tie-in special film? Oh man, Sean, are you ready? No. Next time, we're reading Mato Seha No Slave. Did you say slave? Probably missed Probably. Um, oh, I'm going to go back to One Piece. Can we, can we read the next couple I mean, of chapters? Pirates are famous for never taking slaves. <laughs> well, that's, that's coming up. That's to look forward to next time. But again, I just want to close out by saying thank you. 100 episodes. Thank you. If you've been here since Rent a Girlfriend, or maybe you just tuned into this one because you're a One Piece fan. Thank you for being part of our own voyage over these past three and a half years. I love you all, and I hope to see you all in episode 101 and beyond. Good night. God bless. See you next time. Bye-bye. So when are we doing Naruto? Please, no.